Good day, good evening, good night. It's a sad day in Russia. Is it? <laughs> oh, so I don't fans know. Yeah. I think we need to take a moment of silence. You're right, in silence. So sad what's happening right now. I know. I know. This just proved that God is not like man, right? Because God ain't petty like me. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> he isn't petty like me. No fact that we're alive and with our Russian funeral music. <laughs> Hello, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, fine. You know what? It's absolutely fine because you know it's classical music, so the copyright on that shit is over. Ages no one's coming for us. <laughs> oh, wow. I doubt anyone can detect who is um, which which, which conductor performing. So, ladies, we are back on the air. And someone's and someone's typing. Someone's typing away. I am sorry. I'm, I'm on. I have angry Twitter fingers. Well, you could be angry all you want. <laughs> I know, right? You know what I'm angry about? I'm angry that you know this fucking Russian gives us hope, <laughs> and then for what? Yeah, that break broken twice in the fifth. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> If he comes back to win, I'll edit this out. No, he's got two. He's got a break back he's twice. He's got two breaks. Yeah. yeah. It's fine, love. I don't care. Yeah, you I do. don't care. Yes, you do. No, I don't. So, you, listen, if you didn't care, you wouldn't have wasted two hours watching that damn match. That's right. Oh, wait a minute. You see, no, you, you ladies will not. You all would not. You know what? Yes, Let we me will. This. You don't get to say nothing. This, this, this conversation <laughs> was not on tweet. And you know what? I spoke to our special podcast, uh, a special friend of the podcast. Um, what's his fake name? I forgot what his fake name is. Oh, hmm. he broke back, but you should have broken. You should have broken. You should have held serve <laughs> once, so you didn't have to worry about this. Now you're gonna have. Now you're gonna have Rafa break you for the win. <laughs> Look at Janina popping in and out. <laughs> I got angry. For the records, these ladies are awesome. They're lovely. But the reason why we're starting at near nine o'clock is because of these ladies. Why? Because we didn't want to start during the second set. (laughs) (laughs) And how horrific would we have been? We're talking about well, Rafa would have still won, but now at least now at least Medvedev has made it decent and respectable. And that's better than anything. Listen, we know we're going to throw away about 10 of Rafa's slams later. All right, for sure. Let's, you know what? Let's do this right. Let's start the introductions. Go, Reels. He says, hold on. Is this really our, we are so discombobulated right now. Well, good night, good evening, good day again, ladies and gentlemen. We have our Reels in this podcast. I believe this is our 160th. It's our Russian love affair. We're continuing. It's 161. 
Thank you. We're all... It is true. It is 161. <laughs> but before I go any further, let me introduce my co-hostesses with the mostesses. We have Andre from Soli Tennis Travel. How are you, girl? I'm good. I'm good. Still chilling out in New York City. Yes, yeah, so we're on the same time. And that was lovely as always. It's always okay. nice. And she was showing a lot of cleavage. I had to pull. I had to pull those girls together. Like, girl, we ain't giving free show. Not in Times Square. We are not bringing back those Times Square. <laughs> they clean that area up, Andre. Don't be that. Oh area. my god. <laughs> <laughs> and I walked her back to the hotel like a respectable young man. Oh, that was awesome. I can't have, Did I you can't keep good night? <laughs> I hugged her. I hope if I ever kiss a woman, it would it would it would definitely cross it would definitely change my mind. So uh, it was quite like no, I did not. Mm-hmm. And then and we he- have the Kato Kalen of all podcasts, Janina in Foreign, Ohio. How are you, girl? Pissed off, but great. <laughs> I'm hungry. Why I'm tired because it's nine o'clock, and you know I'm over it, and I'm hungry. Well, have you fed your family? No. <laughs> Why didn't you do that while the damn match was going on? I was I've had a busy That's what day. I'm saying. I mean, don't waste your time in the rock. I told match. Jason to bring food home. It's fine. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, we are obviously calling you in the middle of the final set. Uh, because we are a crazy podcast. How dare we call you in the middle of a final set? But Rafa is up two breaks, and Medvedev is serving one break. breaking once. And Rafa's got a match point. So let's and- just move the fuck up. <laughs> Janita's so upset. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, this fucker gave me hope. I know. I thought he was going to be the one to save my Russian draw. Oh, let me down. Everybody, everybody let me down. Everybody has let me down. It's not like, even just about the draw, girl. I thought he was going to save tennis. Think about it. This is like we're entering a new decade and it's still these damn motherfuckers. Listen, it's I got people on my Twitter timeline and they're like, bad. oh no, don't start yet because Nadal was penalized because he got another warning. So whatever, he, whatever. it doesn't, you're up two breaks. It doesn't matter. You're losing that game. <laughs> you, need uh, to, you need to make sure like, you penalize him so you cost them the match like you do Serena. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind exactly. of, <laughs> what kind of penalty does that Otherwise, yeah, we don't care. Nothing. It's pointless. And you know what? I mean, the beauty of this is if somehow Medvedev gets to come back and win this, we will celebrate it live. In the moment, (laughs) we will get to see how crazy we act. But I don't think it's happening because right now, again, Rafa has another match point. How many? Well, I'm not going to say how many does somebody need because I mean, we've saw we've seen Federer squander away quite a few. (laughs) But uh, you know, I mean. It's just not likely. No. I mean, I think it's fine. At least, you know what? For me, at least Medvedev gave it a battle. Um, it was yes, difficult. I, I Listen, after set two, I was like, uh-oh. And it's decent. It's decent. It's oh, we are going to catch hell for this. We're like what? talking like it's over. Why would we catch hell? It's it's inevitable. <laughs> listen. I know, right? It's not we over had, yet. We should have Oh, my God, no. I quite like I quite like the idea. No, I quite like the idea. I can you imagine someone coming back from two breaks down in a fifth set to beat Rafa Nadal? Oh, I love and it. Ta- and take your first slam. If that happens, I, mean, I need to see his piss. <laughs> Who's piss? Medvedev. 
This old skinny motherfucker coming back to do that? Whoa. Oh, man. Anyways. Anyway, you think let's he's... not linger on these sad moments. These, you know, let's not linger on these. Things. All right, let's go back and talk. We about have the much more to because they I are over. Say, because you're yep. uh, both talking at the same time, so somebody, oh. somebody pick. So I just want to say, as we move along and we get our podcast going, I just want to be petty and say that you know I should be the draw king, you know, <laughs> of this podcast. What? Yes. Why? Because I picked Wang to get to the round of 16. <laughs> and not only did she get to the round of 16, she beat Body. Oh, okay? Jesus. And none of y'all had that. Of course we didn't. Of course. Let me see. Who do I have? <laughs> I didn't even. You know what? I left my draw outside. I didn't even go get it like I said I was going to do. Let me tell you. Because it doesn't matter. Because nobody is. <laughs> it was destroyed on day two. My draw I mean, savage, first of all, by following Janina down the better road. Never oh, do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are asking. Another reason why I should be the draw king. <laughs> you had Sveta going out? <laughs> Medvedev oh, Medvedev won a game. Rafa has to try and serve it out now. Right. He's trying to pump up that crowd. He's throwing his arms up. I like it. I like it. Maybe the Russian's not dead yet. <laughs> we are going to pull back on the funeral music. <laughs> don't do this, Janina. Don't do that. Oh, oh bless. So, ladies, did you have a wonderful U.S. Open? How was it? No. I really okay. hate the U.S. Open every year. I was like, I think I finally settled into that. I just don't like the U.S. Open anymore. So you're trying to tell us that the French is the king again? <laughs> um, I mean, the, listen, the U.S. Open is competing for worst slam, ratcheting up very close to the French Open. <laughs> That's the worst slam ever. I mean, if, do you mean to tell me the French have won a war? They've won this battle. They're winning this battle. They've been losing. They've been, they've been winning the Boris Slam Award for, for I'd say, years running now. But since the U.S. Open has decided that it wants to be its own version of hardcore clay, it's moving oh, very close. Okay, <laughs> sorry, folks. I didn't realize that people were putting messages in here. I'm so sorry. Zenobia is here. Yvette is here. Hey, people. I couldn't <laughs> see Tony is here. I'm sorry. I have no manners. Oh, I we're looking at the wrong comments? Uh, well, I thought... I thought they'd be all watching. I thought they'd be all watching to make sure Rafa serves that Tony, out. Tony, be Rafa. careful now because at this point, Rafa's about to get a game penalty. No. Right? Oh, my God. Yeah. That would be, I would. Oh, my God. Oh. The commentators would go nuts, right? They'd be like, you can't believe they did that to him. On... I oh, could. God. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine defaulting <laughs> Rafa in a match? Because he's been given because what what's been happening in the match actually is that the umpire is stopping the shot clock and Rafa is still wasting time. Well, he's I mean, apparently saying, "I love it." Though. The Rafa, you, you know what I love about it is that the Rafa, the shot clock should have been called the Rafa clock because it was invented for him. He's the one that they did it that's for. What I, that's what I said. <laughs> they need he to was call the one the Daniel, well, when he, he, yes. Daniel is here. He's here for the game. When he retires, they're going to call oh. it the Rafa. Where's, where's Dima? Dima is probably trembling. <laughs> probably praying to the I draw. feel... Uh, and- 
And then we, I know, and then we lost poor Janina again. But I feel sad about the whole thing because you can't get yourself all the way to this point and then lose. You Why know, you can't work so hard. And look, then, he's giving a fight. He is giving a fight. And this is, I mean, if he pulls this off, this will be a better fight than anything we've seen in a long time. Because the fight I mean, about between so. old people. Meanwhile, Dominic team is just like, where the fuck was this Rafa? Where was this Rafa in Paris <laughs> for two years running? <laughs> no, Dominic you know what? Like, I mean, <laughs> Dominic Listen, is like, what can... the hell? I am number four in the world. This is not, this is bad personality, Diva. Now, is it going to break again? Is this really going to happen? No, it's not going to happen, break. is it? Rafa got to bind him to Siberia. <laughs> Wakes up for time violations. <laughs> Look, these people, these people need some, some kind of money. For, need some bang for the tennis because they still didn't get that yesterday. So I'm oh saying. my god, you shady motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> oh, also that's really cool. You're doing a um, master's in public health. That's wonderful. <laughs> so you ladies don't think U.S. Open is competing to be the worst slam ever? Why is that? <sighs> Uh, because everybody hates you, and everything is so belabored. Everything is very, everything is really belabored at the U.S. Open. I don't enjoy it. I just don't. I, I listen. I come visit. I've been visiting for years. It's just not an enjoyable time. Because you know what? Somebody you revealed it to me today, and I was like, "You're damn right." The size of the grounds hasn't changed, but they've increased the amount of people. That every day, every the year, you go there's something else which wasn't there last year. Like what the. <laughs> And you want more people to show up here, less space, and you put in more shit on the ground. Literally, people are crawling over each other. And I think one of the reasons why, I mean, though it's a hard code event that they put two matches on on Ash every day, except it's a doubles match or something that they know they can get rid of people. Yeah. And most people are not going to stick around. It's because by 7 o'clock, there is such a bottleneck fire hazard at that front gate. It is ridiculous. Everyone is in there. They have to clear it out, clean it out until we have to have a national anthem, a concert, all this kind of mess. It is just a piss poor, poorly run show. I don't know how people feel they can get a bang for the buck. And ah, they're spending so much money on their bullshit liquor. 1530. 1530 for mm. Rafa. Come on, Medvedev. Get it back on serve. Do your duty. Medvedev, we have a whole podcast for you. So. <laughs> for you. We're just waiting for you, for you to come through. For you to come through. This is a Russian uh, affair. This so is they listen, and I swear to God, y'all can steal a match, man. But then what is a match? What is a major tennis final for you to steal? This when y'all stole an Olympics, y'all stole an election. I mean, come on. One oh. match. One match. I know. One I match. Well, I'm just saying, Medvedev, you can do this. You can do this. You can do this. So while Medvedev is at 30 all, what was your favorite part about the women? Coco. Oh my God, uh, Medvedev's hair is so bad. Medvedev. <laughs> you know what? Medvedev looked like every time you can, I see you Medvedev. Know what? You, I, can, you should just live to live you should just talk us through the final the final minutes janina i mean i can yes <laughs> it looks like you know 
his head is really oddly shaped and all that sweat is making really strange patterns of hair on his forehead and I'm, I'm really oh, bothered not, by it. You are not coming and talking about Medvedev. Oh, yes, I am. His head is so weird. So we're at 30 That's love, slugging it out from the baseline. I want Medvedev to come in. Bam, boom, break point. Hot yes. damn in the city. <laughs> come on now. Take it. Take it. Does he take, take it? it? Let's take, take it. Back. Real quick. Okay, who wait. you got? Who you got? Andrine, who do you got? Take Medvedev a bet. Breaks back. Breaks back. Breaks back. Reels, who you got? <laughs> I'm saying this whole election, they could an Olympics, they could steal a tennis match. <laughs> I'm here for Medvedev. Take it. Take it. Take it. <laughs> Man, listen. Rafa steps up to the service line. He's already done all of his shit. There goes the ball. Into the net. Okay. Medvedev's going to get a second serve. Yes. Come on. Get that return. Get He's that wiping return. all of the things and picking all of the butts. He's bouncing all of the balls. <laughs> Up goes the ball, the serve, and great return. Medvedev's in it. Rafa's trying to just pound that forehand. Backhand, cross court. Medvedev. Ooh, short ball. That was bad. Shouldn't have done that. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, and it lands out. Yep. Oh. He got punished by hitting that short ball. Oh, no! So and it's deuce. We're at deuce. Rafa's trying. Rafa's trying to create excitement. You know Rafa's matches aren't exciting. How do you make this happen? <laughs> I want all these celebrities to go home feeling like shit. Oh, you can't do that. They felt like shit yesterday. And here's what's going to happen. My hope is that when they feel like shit, they're going to complain and say, I've wasted my money. Y'all no, need to do better next year. US Open next year is going to be wonderful. No, it's not going to be wonderful. Deuce. You know what? I'm telling you, Coco Gox is going to win next Oh, drop shot. Medvedev does not get there. Rafa has another break point. No, not Rafa. Rafa, Rafa has I mean a match point. This match is match point, point 11,572,065. I'm not watching. Yes, it's it. the same one. You hear this, my oh, child? Mom, is that the same one? Yes, it's the same uh, one. Rafa getting all oh, the from Ned in accounting. <laughs> no, there was no restart, dear. This is the same match from five oh, hours ago. He did it. Oh, Rafa, he finally, Rafa finally wins the match he deserves. How did you get that before me? And I'm watching supposedly live TV. Oh, so congratulations, Rafa and Nadal won um, another right U.S. Open. Yeah, I think Rafa is any better. Uh, no, I think Rafa. Well, I'm not allowed to say what I really think. You can say what you really think. This is our podcast. Anyway, the match is over. Moving on for the ladies. Rafa finally wins a competitive match. Oh, I'm not rooting for Medvedev as opposed to I'm rooting, I'm rooting against Rafa. <laughs> no, I was reading from Medvedev. I thought it would have been really nice. Yeah, that too. Can but we anyway, just take a on. moment? Can we take a moment? <laughs> we have to lay the rest of Medvedev's body for the rest of the season because we know <laughs> what happens when you play Rafa for five sets. That's done. That body is over. <laughs> oh, and you know what's so funny? Rafa's going to be springy. Actually, no. <laughs> I know. No, no, no. I call the end of Rafa. This mofo going to... No, he's going to show up to London like, yeah. This, this is the time. This is the year Rafa has to finally win the, the, the year in championship. It has to be this year. I mean, it's kind of a junk season, too, so probably. This I has mean, to be the year. He can't win it this year. Well, you've got like a broken Nole, probably a broken Fed. 
and then a bunch of newbies, that probably is a good opportunity for him. If Mephita could have kept his nerves under control in the beginning, we might have had a different ending. But right now, I just need to cry. But you know what's so proud of him? So, listen, Medvedev. I'm tired of being proud of people for putting up a fight. Win, goddammit. Listen, listen. Medvedev took our favorite reanimated tennis player whose body comes back better than every ever every year. Oh God, these the narrative. Look, this is what I'm gonna tell you. I'm doing all tennis mutes for the next two days for the next week. I'm muting it because you know what? This I can't deal with Bianca. I can't now. deal with the Bianca storyline, the Bianca, the creation of the new Serena. I gotta get rid of that off my timeline. Oh my god. Rock at 19. The question is, what is gonna happen next year? Next year, the thing is Nole's gonna come and get three so he can tie your asses up. And it's just gonna be the whole mess. Rafa whole gotta life. get off court before a trophy ceremony. What's he gotta do? Take a piss? Yeah, maybe. Mm. Anyway, um, <laughs> stop it. Mm. Listen, let's let's be nice. Let's be nice, Rafa. Mm. Congratulations to Rafa. May this be your last slam. But I said that last year, and you want to get <laughs> <laughs> no. But I mean, the, so Rafa closes out the decade the same way the decade started. The big three, big three, squashing the youngins, killing careers left and right. That's what the big three is yeah. doing. <laughs> And this is the funny thing. This is the closest one of these young children has ever got to. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Pay attention, Zverev. Dominic team. Pay the fuck attention. Nicholas Curious. Oh, they're going to go get the girl. Which Whatever. Girl? Any, fake, I don't know. Wait, the fake girlfriend? Yeah. Oh. Maybe. Well, I don't know. Listen, ESPN has already cut away from the tennis there on the baseball see yeah, they moved move on quickly and so should we let's move on um okay so let's go back to the ladies so the ladies proved to be surprising to you all or no oh my know? god like no. everybody dropped by flies at the beginning i yeah yeah i mean the only thing that i got right was the coco and uh Osaka so match that y'all told me wasn't happening, but it happened. Oh God! Um, is right. I knew this bitch was gonna bring this back to us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did. The only thing she's right about, right? No, that's not true. I had Medvedev going deep. Uh, she was right about that, and I was wrong because I said I had a good feeling about the U.S. Open. I don't know what that feeling was. Probably. The feeling was Federer was playing great until his fucking back went. And then, um, I mean, I did have Serena in the final, like always. I did not have Andreescu with her, but whatever. Whatever. I, yeah, I was. Um, I think For me, the, I think the women's side again was the interesting side. Absolutely. This time around, I think. For me, the most interesting thing didn't have anything to do with our winner or finalists. Uh -huh. um, I was far more interested in watching Coco and Taylor Townsend. That was the most fun part of the entire... Black what? Black Girl Magic hashtag. Black oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I tweeted the hell out of that and used it often. But for me, that was the highlight of the tournament on either side. It was fun. It made me excited about the future of women's tennis, American women. Um, 
So I loved it. I mean, I loved it. And then because Taylor, every time Taylor is in a main draw, we hear about how the USTA did her fucking dirty is all hell. It comes up every single time. But because she got so deep into this tournament and she beat the names that she beat, it really got out there. So now everybody can see. And you know what I wish? First of all, I was talking with Sean this morning and we both agreed, like, seriously, it, could she be any more beautiful? She's gorgeous. Like her face is just her like, wow. She, is, so she is just purely beautiful. She is gorgeous. She has a smile that just like brights up the world. I love it. Um, but anyways, she, um, you know, I want for her to, I understand why she's with, the young camp but she needs to leave um she needs to move on i think that's that would be a great move for her career um i don't know why you stay with a coach before or well when their own child who they he's not doing anything right like so why wouldn't you first and foremost you are you're answering the question that you just posed she trusts him. They have she never does trust him. They've never abandoned her. And you know what? I the think form, it's time to form, elevate. But the form that got her to make these match wins came from the work with them. What I want is I want her to have opportunities. That's what I yeah. want. If it's the coach, I mean, it's maybe it's not to the coach, right? Well, it's maybe hopefully. it's not leaving a coach, but maybe it's finally being able to add some people to your team. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Yeah. I think that she may have put herself in a position to elevate her, but I also want to point, I just want to point something out. So, you know, here we have this young black woman, um, not in the player development program with the USTA right with taylor townsend yeah um and we have coco goff who also is doing amazing things it makes us excited she is 15 years old where does she train patrick martoglu's academy she also is not with them hello black people running to france well you you know what and hello usta (laughs) fucking step up and take care of your own well they take care of the ones they want to that they want to so Speaking well, to your microphone, sir. I am speaking to my microphone. Well, America's you know never you're right, but they should be. They should be. I mean, look, look, look at the fact there's no American men around, really, at work or substance. Well, I think I mean, they, I think they, they think they're perfect. The I mean, well, I think they think they are because they have been. If you, if you consider, they have been lucky in the 19th, right, into the early 20s, with Agassi, with Sampras, with Chang, with Korea. And but they it was came all their parents. And but that, Connor. But, but all their parents. They just. Their parents were all involved, if you notice. Right. Those people's parents were all involved. But also, I think for those people, they just lucky they could have been anywhere, right? And America thought they would never run out of talent. So there was no reason to go out in the highways and the byways and get people in. Wow. You know, look for people and develop talent. So they really don't know how to develop talent at all. Look who they have running, who they had running the program. The McEnroe brothers, Jesus Christ! I know they can't even, they can't even get some <laughs> notes together to come on TV and talk about a play in front of them. Just imagine them giving them a classroom full of people and telling them teaching them something. So that is, 
I think her ranking now is up. Taylor's ranking is now what? Up to I'm looking at it and it says that her ranking is now 116, which means I think it gives her a chance to do to enter into slams, no? Yeah, direct entry. Yeah, and direct if she entry. plays a couple more things, you know, at the end of the year, she'll be even higher yeah. for Australia. So that will be good. Um, but I just I, I love it. I, I love what it means for young people. I love seeing, you know, people on Twitter like Maya was saying she had people in her family calling her to ask if Coco was playing or, you know, people asking that don't typically ask about tennis. That's what we need for the sport. That's what we want for the sport. And I think that some people need to recognize who is bringing that excitement because it's not your Isner's or white Coco. (laughs) Can we talk about that a little bit though? Because I mean, is it like, cause even the Taylor, even the Taylor storyline, um, I think they're on regular TV, not sports. Is it the, just the phenomenon of having a teenager? Cause we've had teenagers, but there's something specific and special about to- Coco. It's yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for because, sure. Cause I think the thing, it was interesting cause I've been watching, you know, I, I'm one of those people that was excited for Coco wanted to see her. Uh, wanted to get around and be on the grounds and and catch her matches. And I was thinking about how I was surprised by how much she had caught a fire. Because I think I started to wonder if it was possible for people to actually be excited by tennis players anymore. Right. (laughs) And so I was looking around and I thought to myself, well, then you know what? They're hungry to be excited for someone. It's just that the people that people have been putting forward or the WT have been putting forward to ATP, they're, they're, they're not doing it there is room for excitement and Coco has kind of proven that whether you like her or not disagree with her age or her playing or uh, there's actually genuine excitement and people crawled over things to see her. All of her, all of her matches were the highest rated matches because people had just a general interest and it was covered in the evening news. I was getting, I was heading to bed and that she was the final story on the evening news. (laughs) And Taylor was um, a story often on the news, you know, they were I saw I saw their stories on my local news and national news as well as leading stories on the sports news. For once tennis was on the news for all of the right reasons and it was exciting. It was nice to see. We don't get to see that very often. Usually it's because somebody's acting a fool or somebody's getting <laughs> fucked over. That's true. And then tennis always looks like it's not ready for prime time in those moments. Yes. People are always like, what kind of backward sport is this? <laughs> right. And then and then, yeah. and then I have to explain it, and everybody's always like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's just ridiculous." So, I mean, for me, that was the most exciting thing of the whole tournament. I'm excited to see, you know, um, I think Taylor, I think Taylor used this opportunity to put out some passive aggressive messaging that typically I wouldn't be a fan of, but in this case I absolutely am. And she pretty much said, you know, well, she said, I'm buying all the buildings to, it was a Drake lyric that basically said, I'm buying all the buildings of those that shut doors on me, which, you know, says, fuck you, USTA. I made it on my own without you. I'm here for it. Send out all the goddamn messages. (laughs) I am here for it. Um, I, I mean, I just, I want to see them do well. I'm appreciative of the fact that I did not hear, at least yet, mm-hmm. um, it's the next Serena. It's the next Venus. For now, they're allowed to be Coco and Taylor. 
And I like that too. Because uh-huh. we'll never have another Serena, another Venus, another Rafa, another Roger, another Novak. Let people be who they're going to be. You know, if that's who they look up to, hey, that's great. They should. Why wouldn't they, right? Uh-huh. Um, those are the heroes of the sport right now. But let's not try to put them up on a pedestal so big that the tiniest little mistake just takes them crumbling to the ground so fast you know let's not do that let's let's be happy for their progress and let them develop slowly and enjoy the ride because as long as taylor townsend has been around she's only 21 when we first heard her name or 23 when we first heard her name in the usta did her so damn dirty she was only 16 years old wow Coco's age. Imagine Coco, someone well, telling, Coco's not even sixteen yet. I know. You know? But imagine someone telling Coco that. Like this, we forget that. Like that's a that's like a huge developmental hurdle that I think has really set Taylor back. And so, I mean, it's amazing. And we let we let this white dude do it, and he's still doing it. He's yep. still like seen as a professional. He's still given responsibility over I young people, that... and so that's really crazy. Like when you think about it in stark terms. Like to take the number one junior. Yeah, you might not like her body. You might not like what's happening, but she's still showing you the results. So you just shut your mouth and eat your food, right? Just let her do what she needs to do. But nope, he decided he needed a, I think he wanted to try to train her how to be. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and instead, I think really derailed her, unfortunately. But so, yeah, that was actually really fun to watch and see. How was the um, how was her match against Andrescu? She seems to have been able to do more so, than Serena was. <laughs> she, she was. Um, I watched it. It was fun. Um, the, the best thing about that match for me was, okay, so Taylor came out and she played her game immediately. Mm-hmm. She served and she volleyed. And Andrescu said, I ain't playing this shit with not today. And she totally took her game away from her. Um, it did not work. Taylor kept trying it she kept trying it but it just wasn't working uh-huh. and she made an adjustment and that's how she won set too so that was great it was great to see she didn't just she wasn't stubborn about it you could tell she was out there thinking and in set two when she won that set she played way uh, more from the baseline uh-huh. so she clearly has an all-court game with a preference uh-huh. um, and I don't I don't I didn't feel like when I was watching it um, both players had highs and lows, but there was plenty of time where they were both playing, um, you know, at a high level and it was just who got the better of the other on the big points. So that was really, really nice to see Taylor could have Taylor could have won that match. She, I, I don't know why she didn't. I didn't feel like, um, I didn't feel like Andrescu like stepped way up and and she just couldn't handle it. It was just like little things, little mistakes that will come with maturity. But she was in there the whole time. She did everything right. Mm -hmm. She really did. And it just didn't work out for her this time. Hmm. That's too bad. But I Well, I I wish she had because I would have been happier that um, how <laughs> that, 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 oh, I wanted an I mean? all black girl magic final for sure. <laughs> You're horrible. And it's right. And I mean, like, um, Pablo just mentioned, you look at all the money Pat, Pat McEnroe has milked out of the um, USDA and what he has achieved. Nothing. And in fact, he had to leave under, I think it was a cloud of scandal where he was 
stepped down as the president, but I think they hushed that up and wrote that differently. Mm-hmm. But it's because they were mishandling the money and nothing was there. The UST literally have still has nothing to show for it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> nothing except to show. As, except I mean, the buildings. I mean, seriously. The new there buildings. Is no, <laughs> a horrible building, by the way, we which we can now understand that apparently the design of Ash and Armstrong, somebody's going to die in one of those. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yep. Someone's going to they're die ga- They're going to have to get people to medical <laughs> clearance in order to come into that tournament. Someone is going to die in one of these like houses because they're not designed with proper ventilation. Hi, Maya. Maya, I Maya think that's like, like, y'all been live for over 30 minutes. Yeah, we, we we quit. We quit that. We, we watched the end of the match live. Okay, Janina did. You have to hear my play, my my play calling abilities. Well, I don't, I don't think they're so sharp. <laughs> but nonetheless, um, it, it, it was nice and refreshing that that was a story there. And of course, I know y'all think this was a refreshing story, but when people look at the meat of the matter now. They're like, oh, tennis, what would have been an amazing story for tennis has what? an ugly match with the Taylor Thompson story, right? So tennis yeah. can't, tennis still can't be nice. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? It, yeah. it, just, it just shows time and time and time again, whenever it comes to players of color, particularly in the USTSI, side, there was just other and unadulterated, um, mm-hmm. diluted disrespect. They're tragic. Pablo so said he was fired for. Uh, Poor performance in other undisclosed matters. Who um, is he talking about? Patrick? Matthew? No, no, no. He said that's what I said. Yeah, because he had to because I think it was in 2015 or 14. I think it was he pulled this in this emergency um, press conference and said, you know, he's stepping down, and you know, it was because he wasn't producing yeah. any, and then he made this bullshit statement like, you know, but this is America. You know, we're gonna do American tennis. It's gonna be big forehand <laughs> and big serve. Big. <laughs> Y'all have people doing, and y'all can't serve and volley on the court. <laughs> You've well, literally built a top pitch for Nadal, and then talking about big forehand and serve. <laughs> that game I, can't work. That that's can't what work. I thought was really funny. I don't understand that. I've never understood that. Need Cole Schreiber, know that shit don't work. <laughs> He's got that is. But this is the thing: you keep slowing down the U.S. Open surface that works against the things that you think. You are. American men do well which is big forehand and a big serve that doesn't help on a surface like this when you have rafa nadal having the most hardcore slams on your uso surface that's not a traditional hardcore surface i don't care what you say (laughs) and you can't and you can't get an american man in the second week that's not the kind of surface that you want so or any of the young kids who actually play a game like i mean if you looked at the match between medvedev and um and Dimitrov, they the court gave Dimitrov nothing to work with. Nope. For all of his sort of adventurous shot making and coming in and trying to take um, possession of the like the forecourt, nothing was helping him. Medvedev was like, "I'm just going to grind it out back here and get by exactly. balls by you." And there was just no way to put away any ball, which was exactly what was happening in this final. You saw until it, you know Medvedev was finally able to. He didn't change. He didn't change up his game like he did. 
against Nole. You know, when he kept rushing the net, he served big. But this time he was just out grinding Rafa. That's what that's what that match was. Five sets of that. And a US open surface. And I know people are gonna talk about how amazing the match is and they're gonna love it, which means that we're there's gonna be no incentive to changing it. As much as I hear people talk about how much they love Taylor Townsend's style, they're not gonna change the court. They're not gonna change the court to to, to help to give her any hand either. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> So I was like, what's the point of talking about how much you loved her game style when you're basically going to continue next year, probably going to toss some more sand on this court <laughs> so that we can have a grind fest between Nole and Rafa, I guess, next year to mm-hmm. see who's the best of them all, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, no, I mean, I think it's it's sort of it's a sort of strange mix, but I think we've avoided it long enough. You all watched the final. Well, no, I did not. <laughs> He's I watched like, No, I did not. <laughs> you know what I was pissed at in that final? That what? the French woman fucked up on the last shooting. That's what I was mad when that final. Up, was so I so I went to the um, semi, I went to the semifinals. I went to the women's semifinals. Now just to let you know, my friend and I go to the semifinals practically, I think almost every year. And <laughs> every time I've invited her. We happen to get Serena in the semifinal, and we and she watches Serena lose. So we developed this notion that she's like a jinx, because I think we saw Serena lose to Copless. We saw Serena lose the Vinci match. <laughs> so and she was totally triggered. So we get into the match, and and she's like, "Wait, is this Fidelina? Is this this Fidelina I saw last year against Madison Keys?" I was like, "Yes." <laughs> So she was expecting a tough match. <laughs> oh my god. Um I was expecting a tough match. I thought that that was going to be a lot closer. Serena makes Fidelina look like a fucking amateur. That was just weird. Fidelina was not playing poorly. She just couldn't handle it. Serena was just so much better at everything. I mean like her two matches leading up to that final had me I mean, I said it. I think she might be ready. She <laughs> might be ready to finally get, you know, to 24. But I don't I don't understand because there has been nothing in the other final that she's in the other we, lead up to the last. No, but we have not seen Serena play this well in two years. We have not seen it. This was something different. She was on a whole different level. She was just like, holy shit. I'm snatching wigs. She has not played this well. Mm, I'm gonna have to disagree with that Where because did she I think play this well. I am look. The Tell point me. of but here's the point of the point of the issue. You see, y'all are making it seem as if Serena's performance in the finals or lack thereof was something to do with the fact that she wasn't match ready and it's and it's power. Mm-hmm. But the, what what has been quite clear from the beginning, her losing these finals has nothing to do with her tennis. Our inability to play, but when you play better, to the final. But I think you when you play better, matches, you don't win six matches and then show up in the final. It's not she, she wasn't exhausted. She's not. She didn't complain about any of these things unnecessarily in a real injury. It was not the tennis. I had no. The question for me was never whether Serena could get to the final. The question is always oh, what she would do when she gets. Final you are correct, injured. and I don't. I don't disagree with that at all. I don't disagree that it's a mental issue. But when you are playing tennis like she's playing, it does suggest that maybe your head is in the right place 
finally because she hasn't looked this good. Yeah, she's made it to finals, but she's played some serious struggle tennis to get there. We I haven't seen her is- just wipe people up that oh. late in a tournament. We may have seen it in the beginning part of a tournament, but I mean, she treated Svitolina like a fucking rag doll. Svitolina gave up. Svitolina gave up in that match. Wait, wait, wait. But also, but also thinking about Wimbledon. You didn't think that Serena played well up until the final? I did. I did, but I don't think she played this well. She looked really good this tournament. She looked really good. She looked really good in Canada. I think and the then lesson, her back went all jacked up. I think the lesson we have to learn is that as a little bit of what Reels is saying is that it's not the X's and O's. It doesn't no, I, matter I agree how, with that. how good but she I, looks. I, I do think that, that line. But I do think your game reflects your mentality on some level. Well, if sure. your head is all over the place, you're more likely to play that sloppy tennis. We saw it as soon as the final started. I Well, I can't even say that because I didn't see it all. Full disclosure. Hold on. We know that when her head isn't there and she's nervous and whatever's going on, she's not moving. She's not serving well. And all of those things happen. But we saw the buildup to her getting to these finals previously. She, she didn't look as good as she has looked in the last month. And that, that's just reality. So I was hoping that her play and her level of play being good and being reminiscent of what we're used to was an indication that she had finally got her head straight. Mm. That's what okay. I'm saying. Here's the thing. I mean, Andre, I'm going to let you talk. No, no, go on. But in my, mind, in my mind, Serena is listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> I just think half of y'all are being I think that's what with all of this talk. But I'm just going to say this, because the issue is that Serena, the, the issues in the final, quote-unquote, issues in the final, um, are from the jump, from the first ball, Serena is problematic, right? From the first, I think in all four, she served first, and she was already in trouble. I don't think this has anything to do with tennis. I don't think it's, I don't think it's postpartum and all of this shit, because if postpartum ain't showing up for six rounds, I don't know why it's going to show up for seven, round seven. I don't know why. Or why she can't compartmentalize and deal with it. Serena came, I think this is the first time she came anyway close to actually she didn't come close to winning a set, but she played the most. She, most games was played in this in the last set, right? None of these there were all straight sets of players. None of them had looked where she had been served for it or had a break led anywhere. I don't think she had led any of them, or uh, maybe just once and then soon got broke. I think when she was leading on going somewhere. Um, what's his name? Carlos Ramos gave away the match uh-huh. with a breakdown or something. Uh-huh. And again, I don't think it's tennis. What I my question that I'm wondering is that what I've noticed ever since 2015 with the Brother Vinci, that, that semifinal, is that Serena's career now is taking on something completely different. It's no longer a tennis uh match, it's no longer a tennis record that she's trying to achieve, like you know achieve greatness in her sport. Apparently people are trying to have Serena achieve greatness to humanity, to end <laughs> racism, to kill cancer, to stop climate change. It means so much. Everyone is invested in this. And they invested in not in Serena playing a tennis match, but in not in Serena playing good tennis, not in Serena doing something tennis-wise. They're only invested in Serena winning. 
they're not concerned about Serena as a person because everyone is talking about postpartum, why she gonna have a baby, why did she go here, why did she do this, she needs to play here, whatever the case may be. No one's generally asking Serena, is she okay, is she all right? I'm sure her team is asking that. But from the public, from the outside perspective, everyone wants this win. I don't know why, because it would mean nothing. For me, I the only thing I'm sorry, I don't necessarily like the people who she's giving away. Oh, let me put let me correct that. <laughs> I think she should give it if she's giving away finals, because here's the thing, Serena's giving these young children finals, um, trophies, and Rafa's breaking young people's bodies. But <laughs> I'm just saying if Serena's being this generous. Girl, I got a list of people you could be generous to. Starting well, with got, Venus. They got, they got to get but they, the but they gotta get to the finals too, right? They got to <laughs> get there. So I'm just simply saying, right? You people need to do your job and get to the finals. Serena has a sale, a fire sale, right? She's giving away majors. <laughs> y'all need to get y'all ass in the finals. But but in that shit aside, I really think people need... I, I, the question really is, Serena has 23 majors. No, this constant talk about it being 24 and what it would mean and, you know, breaking Margaret's court record, which isn't a record. I but, know. <laughs> but Serena could have had 27 majors by now, right? Now she won all four, which was supposed to be, right? She literally has the tennis to be all the sequel. Because here's the thing why I don't believe it's a tennis issue. Because Serena's C-level game tennis can beat these women at the very least, take them to a third set. I know. <laughs> Serena's C-level tennis can keep the title still. Only if she's injured or hampered, there's a question where she might be losing these things. There's, there is no woman untold who can take the racket out of Serena's hand. None of them. Vika can do it for like a set and so. But when Serena decided to turn into Serena, it's a different story. Right? But I'm just simply saying it, it's something else. And I think one of the I think the question it's a personal thing because to me, I my theory is that Serena is just like she gets to the final and she's just like, what am I here for? What is this for? I win another one and what would it mean? It doesn't mean anything. And certainly the way people characterize her winning 24 and it, because you know what's going to happen if Serena won 24, 27? Here's what's going to come up. She's going to have to still defend her femininity. She's going <laughs> to have to defend her humanity. She's going to have to defend her, her, her race. She's gonna have to defend her husband. She's gonna have to defend her existence, her tenant. She has to defend all of these things. And we have not found a way of addressing any of these issues. When people talk about Serena, the same to the people who are in control and the newspaper and whatever it is to me, we have not addressed it. Serena pulled out of the final um, of Cincinnati, not Canada, whatever it was, you know, she had back injury. What was the conversation? This classless bitch. Look like she, she spoiled Andrescu shit, whatever the case may be. We still go on about the fact that she spoiled Naomi Osaka's moment. No one can say how, no one can say why. Because the fact that I don't know how you could spoil someone's moment when you left with a trophy in the chair. I don't know how you could spoil someone's moment. Naomi Osaka won the Australian Open and looked the very same way. She is uncomfortable in the spotlight, and that's fine. But y'all won't let that, y'all won't accept that. <laughs> and I think for Serena, she gets to the final and she's just like, I don't really care because it doesn't. I don't, mean I don't, I agree with everything that you're saying except for the I don't care part. I don't oh, think it's true at all. Well, obviously, she, she might care more. She if might she care didn't care, she, she wouldn't be playing. Or she would you don't, you don't do that well and get to a final because, to not because, care. You I, know I, what I, uh, 
I don't I don't buy that even you know for what I always half remember? of a wooden nickel. <laughs> recently, I always recently I have been remembering an incident, a conversation I think between you and Tony. So Serena was when Serena got pregnant, she took a picture and she's in front of um, a, a pile of trash or something. And I was just like, why does Serena look bummy? She came out of the house looking like that. And I think why the you or Tony made the joke to be like, oh no, she's looking on the pile of trash at WTA. <laughs> <laughs> The fact of the matter that Serena gets to the final. Serena had what? Less than a year after giving birth. Serena got to the finals of Wimbledon. Isn't that defining her greatness? Just getting to the finals? No. People needed a win? Come on, Be stop. This is an elite listen, athlete. She wants to, to win. Of course she wants to win. If to Serena say that she doesn't win, want to No, to say that she doesn't want to win is just disrespectful. Come on. It is not disrespectful yes, because here's the thing. It's the saying, it's a, I think what it's admitting to is that the complexity of the moment. I think it's the idea that just because she's playing means that she ultimately wants everything. It's unclear what she actually wants. And exactly. maybe that, and maybe that's partly well, what's maybe, going on. No, Let I don't think it's unclear at all. The fact that she's playing should be an indication that she wants it. You know why? No. No, no, she they, she has nothing left to prove. She is rich for the next five generations of her family. She's not paying playing for money. She's not, you know, that that's not the issue. She has other things that she can do. She is a wife. She is a mother. She is a business owner. She has her hands in all kinds of things. She no longer needs tennis to support her life financially or anything has, none of that she, she never needed, needed that for she years, hasn't though. needed that for years exactly and she's still playing so i think it's just ridiculous to say that she's doing it for any other reason other than the fact that she wants to play tennis i mean Whoa. she clearly wants to play tennis she's coming out she's training and whatever my point is that i don't know if she necessarily wants to win these majors because it doesn't change anything well, I don't know what it is, but I'm 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 confused about a couple of the theories that I've been seeing pushing around around Serena, which is that someone I've seen a theory on my timeline that Serena is um it's obviously be, it's post pregnancy Serena that we're experiencing, but it doesn't make sense to me because the problem is only showing up in the final. Yes, it's not showing up the six matches previous; it's the last match. How is the last match where all of her challenges post-pregnancy is coming up? Um, and it's interesting. For me, the biggest problem is that in the Serena storytelling, nobody talks about the fact that Serena is not herself in the final. Nobody talks about the fact that her serving percentage is down, um, that her return game was is off. Like we, it's like didn't she serve at like forty three percent? It was forty four percent, and it, I saw a headline that said um, that Bianca Andrescu encountered Seri found Serena's best and encountered it. She countered Serena's best. How do you make a headline like that after seeing that match and seeing what Serena is capable of in the semifinals and then noticing that she's markedly different in the finals? My biggest pet peeve, to be honest, is the idea that Serena, that these girls are encountering Serena at her best and they're beating her at her best. Yeah. And, they're, and therefore, they are somehow representative of this new thing that's going to emerge where they're going to go on and win bunches of a bunch of slams, which has not proven to be the case for many of them. So it's just like, I just feel like we're not having an honest conversation about maybe 
I mean, maybe I don't know. Historically, I don't know if any other champion has encountered this moment where they're they have this like uphill battle. Like on the men's side, we don't see it. They just enjoy that chase. They're going back and forth with each other. But Serena really doesn't have any other person that we can use to contrast her to. Right? Well, no, and maybe that's. But I I don't know. I just I don't I I get what is being said. I understand it. I agree with it. I don't know that it's 100% being said correctly. I don't think we should ever say that Serena doesn't want to win finals. I think that's her grand slam. I'm saying that. I think that's all she ever, I think that's all she wants, which is why um, she tries to warm up real quick and only play grand slams. I mean, she's played eight tournaments all year. We've got four grand slams. What's that tell you? She's playing right before and she's going to the grand slam. It's not enough anymore. She's older. Well, she's she 30 and she has to manage her body differently. She but does, I know, but I, know, I think I she probably thing. needs to play a little but bit more if she wants to win. And like I said before, I think if she starts playing and winning smaller tournaments, it will give her the confidence to win the big one. This is not a confidence issue. I don't think I, I think I how can you say it's not a confidence issue? She's getting to the final and she's losing. What else is it? It's something in her head. You don't think confidence is any of that? Why would you? I don't think it's confidence. It, I don't what do you want to call it? Because, I, think, I, again, I, think, I think, honestly, I mean, this is obviously fake. I don't know. I'm not in Serena's head. We not None of us are. But Serena is managing her confidence enough. Through She's showing up at slams and getting Right, and she's getting to the final, and it's like fucking gone. Exactly. But in So why final, is it not a confidence it, issue? Because it's not a confidence. In the final, it's not that Serena doesn't think that she can match up with these girls. That's not what it's about. It's obviously more than no, about... No, she's battling herself. She yeah, it's confidence that she's going to go ahead and take that title, because now right. it's been four times in a row that she's gotten there, and she hasn't been able to seal the fucking deal. I'm not saying she isn't confident that she can beat the player. Of course she is. She she doesn't have confidence in herself that she can close the deal. That's I I I don't know. Maybe I'm using but, the wrong word. It, this but, just but, all but sounds like a, so incredibly thing, but crazy. She's not even, but here's it's not. It's not. It's she's not, not even close. She's not even close to closing anything. She's exactly. not even close to closing all that's said. So, so, Confident so, people don't behave that way. But this is. I don't know if it, you know what it is. I get what you're saying. I don't know if the word I would use is confidence. I think. I think achieving. 24 means certain things to Serena that we don't understand, which well, is, which is making it for like, if you think about your own personal goals, we've all put goals ahead of ourselves. And when we're approaching them, we feel a certain kind of way about them. I don't know what that is for Serena. I don't know what 24 represents to her. I don't know if she, if represents an achievement that means that then she has nowhere else to go. I don't know if she wonders if she gets it that the energy for staying on tour will dissipate. I don't know what that is. Something is clearly representational for her. And I think she's trying to figure it out too, because you could tell in her press conference, like this last press conference I thought was the most personal she has been about these losses. She's disappointed in herself. She has excuses for the past ones, right? She talked about the fact that the Angie one makes sense because she was just given birth and she felt like she, even she herself was sluggish in body, right? And then I think, um, and then the Osaka one, I think she was probably going to work her way back into that match and we'll see. We never will know because of how that turned out, right? And then you've got the Halop match, which is, I think, the place where we really get to see i think the halop match is actually sort of more of a dis the definitive one you do because halop actually 
I Hallett played really well. She did, but even though was, Serena's she better frozen, than her, but she, she was, was frozen. frozen. She, she was, was frozen, frozen, but Hallett played the but match I mean, of her life. She'd never faced that Hallett before. Yeah, sometimes yeah. in a final or anywhere, that can be enough to throw you off. It, I can, it can a little bit, but I think that that was a little bit of an... Like, you know what? There's a rationale for the other two. The Hallett match, yes, fine. But Serena's encountered strong players and strong people before in a match. She says they always bring their best. And she knew Hallett had had the experience of winning uh, already a slam. So it was not going to be that Hallett anymore. So I just, I think it's something is definitely clear to Serena that some shift is happening, right? She's already admitted that she went to a therapist post the Naomi match. Maybe it's because of all the other things, but it might've actually just been the fact that she didn't feel like she was performing well in that match either. So it's just, it's clear to me that Serena's like, I don't know what I need to do to turn on. She's like, I'm disappointed in this match because I didn't play up to my level. I didn't play to my capacity. I know people read that and thought it was not classy. I thought it was very honest, but I know you can't say that you didn't play your best for people. They get upset about it, but it's true. If people thought that was Serena's best, I don't know what they were thinking. Well, they know damn well it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she served like shit. She was error-strewn. <laughs> I know. They just want... I, I cannot stand this fucking era of tennis where Fake when you lose Fake all they want you to do is talk about how great the other player was no bitches <laughs> you lost because i didn't play my best and honestly serena could go into every press conference and say that to you except, <laughs> except for you know derek um edwardson in the chat just said it, like and, and i agree that Hallop match was on a whole different level she had three errors the entire match yeah. i mean that's just unheard of so i don't know i agree because with Serena that was making all the others no <laughs> i mean yeah. well Hallop, she Hallop made Hallop enough tight. for a few no, matches she, but... she tightened her game i mean there was no moment Hallop didn't look like the Hallop we know right which is like i'm scared of this moment Hallop Right, like had a plan. I don't know that this girl was going to give a And why waste Why waste time and sit around? Well, there is a huge piece of this that we're missing, and it is very, very important. And it we have to visit it. Um, the <laughs> so fucking shady. So we need to talk about the fact that when Serena and Maria played, that her. Uh, Serena's doting husband who I love more now than I ever thought I imaginable um, wore a shirt Oh. To that man. What does that have to do with this? <laughs> I know. Because I just I mean, want to talk about it. Oh, she wanted to move on. Okay. Fine. I'm ready to move on. Okay. Um, he had on the shirt, the dare shirt. And there I know, sir, were some uh foreign listeners or you know twitter people whatever that didn't know what that meant the dare program is a program that um, spans across the united states for children in the elementary school area is where they uh, go through a program and it's about saying no to drugs and peer pressure and but the biggest thing is drugs so it was shady as fuck that alexis had that shirt on and i want i didn't know it i didn't catch it during the match and i wondered why after serena won she he was buttoned up to the neck like i think he was aware that you know there was clearly going to be a lot of cameras on him so he was he was very subtle about it and you know he had it open during the match and a little bit but when he knew for sure cameras were going to be on him he covered that shit up but oh. that was a direct hit at say no to drugs in that my wife is playing a fucking doper right now and I loved it I loved how shady that was it was brilliant 
And I was like, check you out. I didn't even get it. Janina explained it to me. She's like, the dare shirt, the dare shirt. And I'm like, huh? Huh? And I'm like, oh. Oh, man, that was classic. Because you know what? Where did he even get that shirt? Where did he get that shirt? Like, he searched for that shirt, okay? You can't just get your hands on one of those. <laughs> he found it in four days. Man. He got money. He can get one printed up for him. So he but you know what I, what I appreciated about it is, first of all, I appreciated the shocked reaction from people. And I was like, why are people shocked? She's a doper. I know it's like a thing that people don't mention, but she is a doper. It's it's like her thing. It's what they've done. It's what Maria she was on holiday and she came back from holiday. I know. Like, <laughs> since she came back. And nobody's saying where she's back from. You know what I mean? We can't talk about that. We talk about the shoulder surgery, which happened in 2006. But I mean, so let's let's actually talk about that match. Let's talk about that first match. Um, where does Maria go from here, y'all? Is she, she you know what? If, if Maria, Serena stands, if the people who are invested in Maria in Serena winding up getting number 24, what they need to do is figure out a way to get Maria in the finals. Because as I assure you, <laughs> I assure you, all that might, that might be the final time that's the that, that was, That's the thing y'all need to be. That's who needs to be across the net. Because Venus, if Venus works her way into a final and Serena disrespects her and wins that final, we won't have problems. Oh man, listen. <laughs> Maybe that's what we need though. Maybe we need to give Serena Venus across the net. She doesn't seem to feel generous. But no, but listen, guys, can we talk about how pissed Vika must be? I said this to Real oh, the other day. God. How pissed is Vika that this is the Serena these chicks are getting in finals? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, Vika, for what two about years, what's she her was name? Like, toe -toe. Yelena Yankovic. Yelena Yankovic had one shot. <laughs> one shot. Dementia is just like, where was this happening in the semis? Oh my god, where, right? Why couldn't I get this in the semis? You know what, though? Although I have to say, we could close out the Serena piece, but I feel like what we have to do is we have to think about Serena is like in that she's in like a second phase of her career. It's like Serena's a new like fourth. Or yeah, right, fourth. It's like Serena point four, right? This is the fourth phase. You know when you're a new champ and you're getting to finals but you just can't get over the hill. We almost have to think about this is like maybe that's what this is. This is like new Serena. Like new Serena. I just think born. For me, for me, <laughs> me personally, I just think that Serena hasn't figured out what winning another major, what it would mean. It's going to do for her. Yeah. And what it's going to do for I, her. I, I like that idea. I like the idea that she's trying and to she does, and, and there is no real, because for people. I mean, what if, what if in her mind she has it locked in, like, if I get to Margaret Court, I'm done. And she doesn't want to be done. So she keeps That might be another done. thing, too. And first of all, she keeps wondering, who the fuck is this Margaret Court bitch? Why are you talking about her? Because she was never a thing when I was working my way up. And here's here the thing that I think people need to understand. The WTA, you know, I think they asked a question at some point. I don't know if it was in the finals or sometime before that. They asked who her rivals were. She noted they left off the criminal Jennifer Capriati, as Petty Me would do. But she mentioned all the other people, the Kaisers, the, the NN, the Davenport, the Ingers. And to be honest, the closest person to Serena on tour is Venus with seven. Serena has no competitor. There's no one. These girls barely look like they could even because Joe and Dresden Hallop and whatever the case may be. Y'all know if they get Serena catch these girls in a semis or quarterfinals like you did Osaka, she's gonna handle that business. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> so it's, these women are not playing competitive tennis against Serena. Well, not so in She's not. twice their age, mm -hmm. literally more but, but, than. But still, but still, none of these these rising star in the WTA rising lineup to stick around. I stay, I stay in the top. Madison Keith keeps flittering in and all of them. Madison Keith, Sloan Stevens. Oh, look at Sloan. Nothing is wrong with Sloan tennis. You keep wondering about the motivation, right? Whether she wants it or not. She's I think he's doing four. Um, well, <laughs> you know, her faux porn. No, but you know what? No, you know what, though? Listen, I think we all need to admit. I think this is one of the things. Everyone has gotten very, very spoiled. Serena's human. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just mean everyone is really spoiled at dominance. Not everyone likes it and can handle it. Not everyone wants to be chased. Oh my god! Not everyone. No, like not everybody. No, wants I'm sorry. To I was reading. The comments. Yeah, you're reading all the crazy comments, right, on Twitter. <laughs> but no, not everybody wants that. Like I think a few. Listen, I think everyone is approaching tennis like the Frenchies. Win a few, take a step back, have some meals, go out dancing with my friends. <laughs> I don't like, oh, like it's a lot of sacrifice. Well, Saka hasn't won a major, hasn't won a title this year at all. She hasn't been in a, other than the Australian Open. After yeah, that, that was she, it. this is this is gonna be her. She gonna show up and win some slams. <laughs> See, like I mean, this is the thing because everybody's telling us that Bianca is the new Serena. Which, by the way, mm -hmm. I, she's in a Rafa. I saw Bianca play. She's not the new Serena. She is. She's a Rafa player. She is a, a, re, a wonderful retriever. She manages to survive matches not playing at her at her, at her even at her opponent's level level. But I will say, watching her live, the one thing I noticed about her is that she knows how to dial in in very key moments, mm -hmm. like down break points. That's like I think something about her. She gets laser focused. Maybe while other players they get anxious or they get tense. For her. That's when she clicks in between points, not so much. <laughs> Walk about, <laughs> Walk about. but that tie break, I was there with that tie break and Benchich, and she just was like, I'm ready. And she yeah. was just on, she was like, on, she, was full, she was fully engaged. This is why we're fucking Benchich because Benchich, that, that title could have been yours. And I you, mean, that, she was a break in both Sama, sets. Y'all know Kirby is a woman of very few words, and she doesn't know do y'all Bianca is a drama queen. So. <laughs> Right. That's well, a co-worker. I'm going to take all word for it. But I you am. know what? But Kerber said, Kerber said that the year she won the slam, it was a lot of attention. She was not comfortable with it. Yeah. The demands on her, showing up at photo shoots, doing things, having people press, you know, all the things that surround being a champion. Not everyone, not, I could tell Kerber was willing to retreat the next day. She was like, how do I get <laughs> out of this position? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I think we have to get comfortable. Well, Saka showed you that too. <laughs> exactly. She's like, I don't want the spotlight. So let's move on, though. But I think, I think for the, I think the women are just gonna, I think they're just gonna trade, and then we're gonna find some. You know what? Maybe Coco is gonna be the one, or somebody else is gonna come. Amanda seems like she feels. Is that her name, Amanda Asimov? Yeah. She she feels like Daniel's she's like, girl. She's hungry. Yeah. No, no, not her. Um, the oh. one, the one whose father died and had to withdraw. Like, and, you know, the one who they were going to call her Project Project Amanda, remember? I thought that was the one yeah. that... Yeah, her father was... Her father Daniel died. liked. No, I don't know if it's that, the one that Daniel liked. Va Daniel liked Vondrasova, no? Oh, yeah, yeah. that's not who we're talking about? <laughs> no, 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 no. no I'm, talking about the, I'm talking about the young American teen whose father died. I have a heart yeah, attack yeah. and then had to 
had to withdraw. She seems super hungry. I mean, Henny, I mean, Sophia, I think if Sophia want to slam, she'd want to keep going. I mean, some of them you could tell. <laughs> some of them want it and some don't. So listen, win a slam, get some money, get some Nike gear and take a break. Get a boyfriend. Come back, come back around. Instagram picture. <laughs> <Be> Instagram. <laughs> No oh, shit. She's living her best so, life. Listen, isn't that how you would approach your job? We all have to think about this like our jobs. Are are most of us like Serena at our job or are we mo- are we more like Sloan? I know I ain't performing. <laughs> I, know, I know I'm more like Sloan at my job. Every right. now and then, every now and then I zone into a Serena zone. But <laughs> <laughs> Is the money right? Is the money right? right? You get what you pay for. You That's get right. What you pay for. That's right. So moving we, on, and the we're gonna talk about so these damn men. Wait, what? No, no, no. Before so move the it. next big match, though, that everybody was into was the Coco match. I feel like people have evolved po- the post-match conversation. First of all, what did y'all think of the match itself? Which one? The Coco versus um um Osaka match. Um, I mean, oh. It was fine. It was fine. So, I think this is Osaka show the level that she can play when she wants. Right. Right. right? I, and and I, I thought that it's it's when it's that kind of uh, ever so often, I guess you go back to your point about we being spoiled with dominance. Not I, I wouldn't say necessary dominance, but we started spoiled with consistency, right? Because back in the day, the same set of girls would be showing up in the second week, right? The Chrysler, the the Kenna, the, the Hingis, the Davenport, the Capriati. The Williams sisters, they would be in the second week, right? And I thought, you know, like Osaka should be one in this and whatever, but she should. And she knew this girl, she got to, she actually stopped this little, she knew she had to do that immediately because the crowd would be against her. She knew that she had to um, clean, be clean, no errors, and she had to treat the game number one player in the world. And for the first time ever, I've never seen her show up on the court in a confident well, you know, manner. But she, she did show that. up in this she match. Said she said that. She, she said she was very focused in yeah, that. And was because she knew that she was <laughs> she knew that she would be shit on from all to eternity if she lost to a 15-year-old. Oh my no. god. She knew that. I, want, I wanted her oh, to be yeah. shot. No, she knew it. She knew. She, she knew it. She, she was playing for street cred. She knew, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's because, why she was fully dialed in. But it was interesting to see what it's like for a fully dialed in Naomi. Because she said, usually in a match, she, her thoughts wander, yep. different things happen. But in that match, she was amazingly clear and very focused and dialed Yeah, in. and she said that that was a goal of hers. And she said, I didn't want to lose to her. I to Coco, I mean, she was very honest about it. She's like, I didn't want to lose to the 15-year-old Cinderella story, basically. She yep. said that. And you know what? We would have dragged her ass from here to China. I, okay. You know, I'm going to give Osaka some credit here. I'm going to say Osaka. No, she did you great. Did the, she handled you the did, moment. You did the wonderful black lady thing. You didn't go out there and try to drag a black lady, your fellow black lady down. Oh, she dragged her. You, you were doing it for the, the sisterhood. You were doing it for the sisterhood. You handled your business. You did it. You want you want braggadocious about it. You handled your business and you took care of your younger sister. And how I did you feel about that. it? How did you feel I mean, about that after? Well, when it happened in the moment, I was like, "Osaka, oh, girl, I see you," because I know you wanted to basically handle media moment because you know how this was going to be messy. 
And she doesn't like the spotlight. I think she's made it abundant in place. She doesn't like the spotlight. And I thought it was a well played because it, it, it knit the storyline that, you know, what it would have been. I think um, it did whatever bullshit, messy situation, it stopped it. And even when um, I think it was Mary Jo just said the mentor, she just like, we're not mentor. I think people didn't listen to this, what she said. If people listened to what she said, they would have come up with a different take. But what she was trying to stop from happening is that one, I know in some respects she took away Coco's moments of going and crying and whatever. But I was kind of happy because she's just like, you know what, girl, don't cry. It's a tennis match. You know, pick yourself up and get it. And there's another match tomorrow, whatever the case may be. And Coco was fine. She played doubles the next day and won two, two, three rounds, I think it was, before um, Vika. Um, the real disrespect was Vika and Ashley Body. They won one game in that double. <laughs> That was a disrespect. That was horrible. Talk about some old biddies just beating up these little children. That was a disrespect. But no one got time for that, right? No, Osaka knew. knew. Listen, I know what Osaka was like. Listen, these people came to see her. If I beat her ass, they're going to hate me forever. That's another good point as well. (laughs) I need to to neutralize this. But no, to be honest, I already said what I I didn't like it because it was clear um, Coco didn't want to do it. And when somebody tells you that they're not comfortable with something and they say no, take their word for it and let them go, let her walk off. Because that's your right as the opponent is to cry in, in quiet, in silence. Osaka, right. uh, Osaka sort of told her herself when she's like, it's not good to cry in the shower. Yes, girl, you cry in the shower. That's all right. <laughs> but, you know, I, I for me, I'm just like, it is because I, I like the moment overall. I, that was a media savvy move. Yeah. But I like the no, moment no, no, no. because moment. for me, I it's like, like again, I'm going to have to give the saga here. It's like, girl, crying, you know, get next time you meet, may I ask? You know what I mean? You try to beat me. You understand what I'm saying? Crying isn't going to help. Crying is not a strategy. It's not a strategy, okay? But I also, I hear your point about she needed no. to because she's only 15. And, and this also, is, she this is a big said, and, no, and also, she said she doesn't want to cry in front of people. So, you know, you have to let people tell. You know, she told you what she needed, and her what she needed to do was to disappear off the court, and and in her presser afterwards, she said it several times that she didn't want to be there. Well, I kind of feel like they were going to ask to interview her anyways. Um, though, yeah, I did because I remember when they did that to Melody Dan. Remember when she had her young Cinderella run and she yeah. lost, and they wanted to interview her um, as a young American who kind of nobody you know knew much about, and she was upset set and they wanted to interview her and she was like now and they were like yes now and she it totally threw her off so i i kind of thought that even without osaka pulling her on that they were probably going to try to interview her um i know that some people thought that it was orchestrated i didn't feel that way i think almost that the people i think that it may have felt that way to some people because osaka isn't she doesn't come off as warm and open and friendly um and i've said it a million times and i'll say it again i think that's her culture because osaka actually but listen personality listen listen. her sister seems different you guys listen personality she said that she actually enjoys talking to the media that she likes the press 
she genuinely likes it. She doesn't like the attention from fans and random strangers, but she feels very comfortable in press. She, those are Osaka's words. So I, knowing that and having heard those words come from her mouth and see her interact with the press in a setting, I didn't feel like that was orchestrated. I felt like she probably thought I can help you in this moment. But again, she doesn't come off as this warm, fuzzy, approachable person. So it just kind of, it looks cringeworthy, but I think that's who she is. Cringeworthy? No. No, I'm just, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but actually, I think that was the most appealing I'd ever encountered um, Naomi was her interaction with Yep. But that's just because Coco, yeah. that's just because Coco's so warm and lively. I mean, I think I think she brings that quality out in out everyone. I mean, she brought it out in her partner. And what I love, yes, <laughs> McNally. I mean, <laughs> Coco, get better friends. Don't be friends. Don't be like Francis, girl. Get better friends. Get better friends. Listen, but you know, every tennis, um, every black tennis player is gonna have a trumper as their friend. It's just, yes, it's it, true. It is true. Who's the it who's the true. trumper? What are you saying? It's a limited supply. McNally apparently. McNally, whatever oh, her name is. But I have to say that what I what I loved about Coco's, I'm sorry, that Coco Osaka moment is that Naomi looked to the parents and said, You are raising an amazing daughter. And you know, and she spoke about the struggle and you know that we are here. Here are two black girls. Well, not the Williams sisters, you know what I mean? All here yep. doing it. And there are two other black girls that we not even mentioned, Sloan and Maddie. Well, their families know each other. Also, so and you know, and they've made it, and how rare it is people from the same era and not the same era specifically, but you know, they come into the ranks and they're here. So I'm all for it. Hashtag Black Girl Magic. <laughs> You're for it too. It was great. It was great. I like it. So overall, I guess someone has to say congratulations to Bianca. It won't be me, but congratulations be to Bianca. You won your first slam, courtesy of Serena Williams. Um, you the are Serena one of sale. four. This is the <laughs> Serena Major sale. It's a fire sale, ladies. Yeah, it's like buy get one, on get the one. other side and get in there, okay? So now we know the I winner mean, is going to come from the other half wherever Serena is in. The biggest, one of the biggest things, and it was kind of in the chat, and we probably shouldn't talk about it because it's not very nice, but we're not always nice people. Um, what the fuck was up with Andreescu's mother's wig? <laughs> It's a bad wig. She's not used to being in public. Now she got Listen, some more money, and they're gonna fix that wig. That, that wig was so bad. I was like, "Why do they?" I didn't know who she was at first. I'm like, "Why do they keep showing this woman that looks like this on my TV?" Yep. Like, why do they keep going back to her? And then when I realized it was her mother, I was like, "Oh my god! Why didn't someone help her?" Someone in our chat said, "Is she in the witness protection program?" That's how she looks. She <laughs> you know, she let me got tell that y'all something. Goodwill. Let me tell y'all something. So, in um, what if it's not a wig? What if it's a Here's something y'all should know about sales, right? Sale items. When you go to high end stores and you buy something on sale, you don't get the same same treatment as if you bought it in full price. So. I'm just going to say these people who who taking taking advantage of the Serena major sale, the fire sale. I'm just going to put a little asterisk next to their they, they title. I'm just going to say this until y'all get until y'all snatch it from a third three setter. So Angie, your Australian Open is safe, but the Wimbledon girl. Mm-hmm. 
there's an asterisk next to that girl. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. Oh my god. But anyway, no, I thought her mom straightening the wig on camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Listen, oh listen. god. Listen, her her daughter was wandering around in the junior leagues last year, okay? I she mean, was, you know what? She's 19 she, years old. Yeah, she's um, not this is her yes. this is her I first mean, appearance. Last year she lost in qualifying. Yeah, and then and she won. The so final. you know what? When Good that for you. US Open check clears, mommy can stop shopping at Poverty City. She can go away. Hey. Get herself a good Remy Brazilian. You know, she can get herself a Brazilian. Okay? I the north. I will say, I will say, I will congratulate Bianca because I I always enjoy having a player that I can hate watch. And she's definitely one that I can hate watch <laughs> because I just hate her tennis. It's so junk volley to me. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, and also listen, can we just, can we just have a brief moment of like, maybe we should have called this podcast, the Canadians because man, they got like, they having, they're having a good sports year and who knew they would get so obnoxious with it. But anyway, um, I always knew they were obnoxious. <laughs> I know. I'm, sorry. I'm like, I, first of all, I didn't know there were so many Canadian celebrities because everyone's retweeted all five of them on my timeline. Um, oh my God, <laughs> the only one I accept, the only one I accept is it's Deadpool. What's is the prime minister? Is the prime minister? That's the only one. No, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> anyway, no, but congratulations to her. Listen, this is the wildest ride. You got, you enter like three major tournaments. Get to the final of all of them. It's true, Terrence. Ooh, if, if Wozniacki was Wozniacki, <laughs> again, one of those players would just say, Where the fuck was this bitch? But I was playing her. We love um, Felix. Zenobia, we love Felix. Listen, but, this is um, no, we love Felix. But no, this is true. I Let me tell you, all those other WTA players should get together in a WhatsApp group and talk about the fact that these bitches are getting this Serena. Our stage and intervention. Our stage and intervention at the very least. Like, bitch, if you're showing up and handing out these majors, you need to stay home. Stay home. Let someone else fight. Don't come. You can't come to the party. Look at how hard. Look at how hard poor Kara had to work to get Ryan Reynolds, thank you. Ice Devil 0289. That's my boo. That's one Canadian bacon I would have. I mean, Canada is so obnoxious. They invented their own bacon. Fuck that, that. Regular bacon is okay. Listen, I'll let them have their moment. I'll let them have their moment. No, they're doing too much. We did not get the fuck out of here. And fuck Game of Thrones is problematic as fuck. We did not. Y'all been there for so long, like we know. Listen, we know you're the not. It is an NBA term. And hello, I probably was referring to black people. But anyway, no, I'm just kidding. But no, good for them. You have your moment. Bianca, honey, take that trophy and run around with it. Roll around. Buy your mama a wig, girl. Buy your mama a proper wig. <laughs> Buy her, too. <laughs> you know what? All seen mama probably might give you a little word of wisdom. All seen might just snatch it. One way or the other, it'll be good team. Anyway, moving on to the men, because, you know, we have half an hour. And what is there to talk about? Nothing. Well, Federer and Gregor, that's it. Well, you know what? Well, let me just say, um, I think my pet theory, I think Wimbledon both broke both Federer and Djokovic. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I think Maybe it did. One of them I think, I think it broke both of them. Both of them. I am good until he was hurt. 
he, um, I mean, his back issues came back like normal. I'm, you know, I'm glad he didn't retire like some of your other faves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know that Federer has been on tour for what twenty something years, yeah. and he has never retired from a match. I just want to. That, that's kind of like a big deal. Um, you stand out there and you take your ass whooping like a man. I don't know why um, they're going to lose. Federer, yeah. Derek says Federer had one good match the whole tournament. Federer didn't have any fucking competition. That's wrong. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, for him. He, only, then, he only had the go find match. Everything was slightly problematic. He was yeah, in a he was, he was yeah. a, you know, he was coming together, but we didn't know. We were gonna win right. the Grigor match, really. Oh my god. <laughs> so bad. So bad. And then Grigor just goes and gets pummeled in the next round. Lose the headband, Grigor. It's not you. You hey, you know what? I have a theory. You. I have a theory talking about wigs. I think that headband is holding down a wig, a lace front. <laughs> Baby. I swear to God, I swear to it on a lace front because that top here, that front is looking like a bang. It's looking way too full. I know. Gregor, I, feel I know you got no edges. So I think that headband is holding down a Gregor, Can someone DM me a picture of Gregor without the headband <laughs> in the last two weeks? Because I swear that's a lace front is holding down. Probably. And you that's right, Gregor, because you know what? Guess who is his coach? Andre Agassi. So Andre yeah. said, boo, Andre don't wear pins. Don't a wear hairpins, boo. You need a headband. <laughs> oh, man. Because let me tell you something. That headband was tight so tight. I yeah. thought Gregor was going to pass out in the second set in the semi. Yeah. I thought there's no way he's going to get through this match. But well, this is, um, I, oh, you know, we had another disappointing um, go about for Felix. You know, last year, remember, he had to retire during his match because he was having the, the chest palpitations and his, you know, his heart was not doing well and he was tacking. But the ESPN commentators were like, he's fine. Um, he wasn't fine. Felix, remember? Oh, that was last year. Yeah, that was last year. So we wanted him to come back, you know, nice and strong this year. Um, yeah, that didn't happen. I was ready to... It cheer for that Canadian. And um, let didn't work. Francis lose too. Francis as well. Francis was also disappointing. Let me see. Where did Francis? Because I had him going a little further than. Mm -hmm. No, <laughs> you're so mean. Mm -hmm. Listen, what's the difference between what's the difference between um, Berrettini and any of these other boys? Bobatini. Oh, Francis lost to Sasha. I guess that's, you know, respectable. No, um, I actually thought that was going to be an upset. Because Sasha... I Because mean, it's a grand slam and it's Sasha. Listen and to it, me. And also, exactly. he lost to Diego. Exactly. Lost to Diego slam, it is Sasha and Francis couldn't get it done. That was a gift. A gift. That's like encountering Serena in a major final. It was yours for the taking. So sad. You didn't want it. Listen to me. I mean, I ain't want to be hateful on Tiafo, you know, it's a black dude, you know how the kids gonna be. But you know what? He needs to play up to his level. He needs to. He needs to get his shit together. I don't know who his coach is. Well, I was just gonna say, who is his coach? Where's Chad when you need him? He's not reliable. His game set is all over the place. He's a mental midget. When he gets into the fifth set, he's always up home. Always a punk. He does all that work and, and get anything. Sasha is messy at majors. Just messy, messy, messy. There was no way Sasha should have been losing that match to Diego. Diego don't even get to Sasha's chest. 
Well, you know, the thing that the difference is, I mean, let's let's talk let's talk a little serious. Like, what's the difference between Medvedev and all these other kids? Because look at Medvedev. Medvedev apparently, I think I saw an interview with him said that he he's making different decisions like he's taking tennis 100 percent seriously well this is this is this was, this was going to be my point because i think this between medvedev and i think these russians ever so often is that not only they're not just saying that they want it they're, they're going really on doing and doing it and this is the difference it's we know sasha wants it right and i yep. think Sasha needs guidance and that's what sasha is looking around for you know what i mean his daddy isn't enough anymore and he's trying to get someone he needs He's a person who can't do it on his own. He's he's never gonna be a Sangha or a Federer who's gonna wander around Kuklet. It's problematic. He needs strict instruction. I mean, Sangha is playing challengers right now. Maybe Zverev should go join him. No, Zverev's a top one there. But you know what the thing is? The thing for me with Zverev is he doesn't play his position. To my mind, Zverev is gonna be if he's not careful, he's gonna end up like a Chilich. Like it's like you're you've you're not playing a, a birdage. He's not even gonna. Do you win. know? But like you're not playing a big man's game. Do you know what I mean? You're tall. We serve big and step up into the court. Why are you why are you looping balls back in the back of the yeah. court? That doesn't make any sense to me. And you let Schwartzman boss you around like he was the big man in a match. Well, he can boss <laughs> lots of people around. Clearly, I know he definitely can. But so, I just I think it's interesting to look at the drive. And the willingness to kind of sacrifice himself on court, which I don't love because I don't want that whole warrior shit. But that's definitely a part of Medvedev's game, right? Well, maybe Medvedev is great. You gotta get up here. You gotta get her nice things. Maybe that's the difference. Well, what can I tell you about Medvedev? I told you that all them players were talking about how he troubles them because he doesn't let you get into a rhythm. And we saw, listen, he was if very you, disruptive. If you can push Rafa back, you're doing something, man. <laughs> you are doing something. Well, I, 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 wish him shots. I, I hope this isn't a once in a blue moon kind of. I don't thing. think so. No, I don't think he's so. Been he's playing been like this all summer. Yeah, and he's, he's been, he's, been paying think, him any attention. I think it's a little bit of the Delpo run. I mean, it's too bad it didn't end like the Delpo run. But, I mean, Rafa wasn't going to let it because Rafa came back specifically to lock down a couple of slams. So, um, you know, but you, but also, I mean, you got to go to Rafa because Rafa was vulnerable in this match. He's shaky. Get him in that fifth set. He could be shaky. Medvedev let it up too early. Let it up too early, bro. He had a break point early in the set. Could have been Rafa's, a love. I mean, I mean, listen, Safin wasn't lying. You get Rafa a little shaky, he might retire in the middle of the match and start crying. Mm. <laughs> I love that Safin Stanley, Stanley knew that. Rebrinka did that, right? Exactly. I just hope yeah. you got to pummel the ball. You got, but you know what? Rafa always, I think Rafa felt like this wasn't going to be the guy that was going to take it to him. Like, I think right. he still felt he had his chances. But if, to a child. Yeah, yeah. If it was somebody else across the net who could, like, pummel the ball, I, I guarantee you that Rafa would have experienced <clears throat> pain in the body. One more time violation. Rafa should have been... It's Rafa. Time violation shot. Rafa should be losing sets. Yeah. <laughs> listen, listen. The best way to honor Rafa in the future is just to call the shot clock Rafa's clock. And we're going to do that in the future. And he's going to get some money from it because we're going to call well, actually, Rafa. I don't, I don't and... call it Rafa clock because it means nothing to him. <laughs> It'll be nothing. Don't do anything. I mean, Ali constantly stopped the clock. I mean, you guys, 
are these guys maybe 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 tia tony's got like a thing out on them they are too scared but anyway i don't think it matters i mean i think in the end if you like most people understand how to play rafa you can't let that get into your head nick understands it i think they all understand it you just have to sort of know that that's part of what rafa's gonna do is but, that he's but here's, throw it He's going to turn around, give you his back. He's going to put his hand up. I mean, these are, I mean, I think this is where Bianca learned it, I think. So, you know, all of those things. That's like, that's part of the course. If, if tennis had any justice and, you know, they, they don't want to show how they're racist or sexist or any of those things, we would have been having a piece about how the, the, the umpires failed to enforce the rules, rules against Rafa. Listen, well, they enforced the rules against I'm, Rafa at the very I'm beginning. Some of the people who spoke about how unfair it is it was for Serena last year. <laughs> y'all are doing your fave um, injustice. When you turn around and be like, oh, Rafa, it's okay, Rafa, whatever, Rafa is a champion, whatever. Serena got more majors than Rafa. <laughs> if if, if y'all are upset about the disrespect that was shown to Serena last year. Shouldn't they be equally about, upset this year? But no, they won't be. They won't be. Care. Because they don't really care, um, and also this, because this is proving it's, our point. This is proven. I, I know that the men that nothing happened to the men. I know. Don't say it though. You can't say those things. Rafa, but yet, Rafa is above reproach. He's saying say more. Rafa is to. It's no. just no, it's listen. It's like I think, I think it's like I, Rafa, I think it's like Rafa picking his ass. It's just a part of his game that everyone accepts. It's only when outsiders look at tennis that they see, like they see the the like favoritism that's given over certain players. Like if people just receive it as just a part of the the tennis, and I think the players just have to accommodate to it. You can't let it throw you off your rhythm. Like I mean. I mean, Medvedev was a, was complaining about it, but I was like, that's a part of Rafa's game. Just like the way he hits the ball, just like the spins, you've got to expect the cheating by the coaching and the time stuff and all that stuff. That's a part of the package of his game. I, I, I mean, in some way, I don't get upset about it anymore because I'm like, you all know now. <laughs> it should be the... the well, it, it was the... Um, I devil points out it, it wasn't just that he was going over the time on his serve he was slowing down medvedev well, that's what that's he what, does that's what medvedev was complaining about he wasn't complaining about when rafa was serving he was no like, i know i know he, he says i'm always waiting i mean it's that's, the that's fifth what that change over rafa stays at his chair for well over a minute well over a minute i mean this is this is why y'all can't talk about rules and this shit is happening y'all look stupid Y'all look like if y'all are not going to address that rapper, it's all sportsmanship. That is classless behavior, particularly for a young player who just gets to his first major. This is how rapper is behaving. You got to, you got to. No, I, I mean, I think for me personally, for me personally, I don't care. You know, rapper wins, whatever. whatever. Yeah, but I'm just speaking off the moment because. Y'all are going to try to have this conversation. I know, right? Serena. If it was Serena, right? Well, if it's Serena's moment, right? <laughs> I know, I know. Y'all literally made a documentary about this shit. A whole ass documentary. About this literal shit. <laughs> you don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. And there it was. And while we're on this subject, do you know how many coaching violations I have seen during this entire tournament? And you know who won talking to the coach? Serena. Did you because give a she made a word 
She needed God, Jesus, Jehovah. She didn't talk to a single soul. Oh, Serena put a word out to Patrick. She she did it impressed. She was like, you better fucking not. I mean, she didn't say it like that, but she made it very clear. I'm just interested. I don't know why we get all the time. I don't know. We're not talking about we're not talking But I don't know why people get upset with Patrick. The thing that's interesting about it is that Patrick says everything. There's no lie. The funny thing is everyone's pissed at Patrick, but now everyone's looking at coaches and now everyone's admitting what Patrick said was true. Right. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. There's all this angst, but all it's like you're angry at the person who exposes what's going on in your sport. Like he's, he's like, look, he's like, and, and I mean, people are like, oh, he regrets that he did it. Da, da, da. Fine. He doesn't regret it. Cause he's like seeing everybody else does it. Like, he's not not do it again. here's the thing. Here's the thing I don't understand. Patrick didn't expose anything in my opinion. Samuel, he didn't expose anything because I don't go to all these tournaments and I could give you names and incidents. We have been seeing a rapper and no like well, he didn't expose it, but he talked about it. People don't talk about it. And if Serena Williams' coach is talking, people listen. So it is important. You know, the commentators talk about it all the time. What they weren't calling it, they weren't calling it cheating. Now the umpires weren't saying anything. <laughs> this is what was this is the difference now. This wasn't about Patrick naming something and shaming something. This was happening all the time. There isn't a single rapper match where Uncle Tony is in there. We didn't see any communication happening. There isn't a single one. Do we go to all the tournaments? Pam got on her camera. Oh, look at this happening. Pam got the fuck out of here, bitch, because it's been happening all the time. Your camera was the... You don't have, you don't have to give a cell phone video. You have a whole ass TV network right there. <laughs> and I'm just simply saying, if we are willing, if we are willing to review tapes for Nick Curious, Anything he does on court, right? We ain't got no time to review tape and assess fines after the fact. We ain't talking about rules here. We're talking about something else. Y'all are just applying the rules to make it easier, so y'all don't have to name a thing, whatever. So when these players like Nick talk about these issues and say this is racist, this is favoritism, and this is sexism, and whatever the case may be, everyone jumps up in a tizzy. But then there is the evidence. If you point of it, that no one can bring any evidence to show the None of anything that Serena has said and Nick has said and some of the other younger players have mentioned about the favoritism. You produce no evidence to say that they're lying. There's no evidence to say that they're not telling the truth. Because we've seen we've seen coaching violations with Carlos Ramos, who everyone says an ITF coach and not an ITF umpire. So people need to really get out there. People need to talk the truth, but you know, we know how this works because as I said, tennis is a microcosm of what happened in the real world, right? <laughs> it's the same mess. If we can't well, can deal with tennis issues, how are we going to tackle the big issues in the real world? Oh, we, I mean, we did have, um, we couldn't. Anyway, but I, I, I mean, I, 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 you know what? I will I have to world. say, no. I think you make a very, very fine point, Reels. You're always really good at bringing these things and making it really crystal clear, because you're right. On the WTS side, they they sacrifice Serena for this whole Osaka moment, and you're right. Medvedev was having his very first slam moment, and he was playing against a champion. And this champion did his sleazy tactics like he normally does. Oh, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. You're right. 
you're right. It, it, it doesn't look good. It's fine. But I think the thing about it on the men's side, they just accept gamesmanship as part of the game for them. I really do. I think that's part of their whole masculine thing that they do. <laughs> I really do. I, know. I mean, that sounds harsh, but I think that's part of the masculine storytelling. Like, I think if Medvedev complained about it, people would call him a punk. Is that, really why, uh, is that why I the Brian brother I want to agree to with women, that, but I don't believe in when I think toxic masculinity is an issue. But, that's, but here's the thing. Here's whoa, the thing, whoa, whoa. I agree. You will find Nick Cure with a hundred and something thousand dollars and ten days. Well, I mean that's different. He just he talks too much. What? But what are you saying, Janina? Sorry. Well, I mean, is this why you know the Brian brother can pretend to shoot down, use his uh, racket exactly. in the position yeah. of a rifle, and get a ten thousand dollar fine for pretending to shoot officials? But Carlos Suarez Navarro gets forty thousand dollars for something that is completely subjective. Someone decided that she wasn't trying her best. You know, I don't. I think it all. It all. Well, I mean, what this you know? man made this threat, right? Um, whatever the brand brothers made that threat, and we just had a mass shooting. What? But they did, I don't even it care was, if there wasn't a mass shooting. You did something that cannot be debated. It can't be debated. You it took your racket, you put it in the way of a gun, and you pretended like you were shooting. And somebody deemed that unacceptable and gave him a ten thousand dollar fine. There is no debating what he did. He did it. We have it on camera. You are giving Carla a $40,000 fine for what you believe that she was doing that you can't prove. I don't understand this. How, no. does, how does the concrete in-your-face violation deserve a lesser fine than something that is 100% subjective? So the white man who did it? And therefore, white males get absolved of all liability. He's redeemable. He said he was sorry, and we move on. And ten thousand uh, seems cute to a big enough situation. But my thing is that if this happened in Paris, I wouldn't necessarily bat it an eye. If it were an American, if let's say a Englishman had done this, I'd have been like, "That's kind of silly and stupid. Find him." But it's an American behaving this, an American behaving this way. And that type of American who believes in Second Amendment rights over people and it happening in America, that was just inexcusable. The optics of it is horrible. He should not have only been, he should have been disqualified from the tournament. That's just my opinion. He should have been DQ'd and kicked out. But well, that, that would have never happened. That, but, was, that was not going to happen because um, this is a boys club. Um, but that was, I guess those were, those were big controversies was, uh, Car I think Carla is actually going to be, um, she's going to seek redress, but I think she and, um, she and the lovely dude from, uh, the Australia, Bernie, Bernard Tomic, they should, they should get together. They were both fined for first round matches and slams, right? Yeah, she. They lost their money. It was the same. No, no, he got back the money. I think they, they no, did. They, did they change it for him? So, I, so I maybe Bernard for Bernard. Because yeah. I, I thought that he was. I saw. Did they reverse it? Initially, I think. I think they reversed it. Well, why make the thing if you're going to reverse it? What, so you. Well, my thing you know, is so do, do you make the case? So you making the case suggests that you actually do. <laughs> do you care? <laughs> <laughs> But anyway. I think I think I think the issue, as I therefore pointed out, the issue for Tomic was I think why 
He, oh, he failed. No, he failed on the appeal according to Pablo. Yeah, but that letter did. that they sent him was yeah. disgusting. No, that's it's, what I'm saying. Yeah, oh, he yeah, failed on the appeal. He, 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 got back he, said he, he said he was going to try. He had... Um, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, hers. Ashish Valley. Yeah. yeah. That's her, for her case, she was able to prove. But I think for both... Um, for both the the other two, I don't. I think they should they should unite <laughs> and press their case. I just think it's willing. It's sort of weird to me to be going back and taking people's money. I just want to know odd. if there is a um, is there some criteria that needs to be met? Is somebody in the back like checking off boxes? Like well, if then, you do A, B, C, and D, then you must be tanking. I mean, that's what I. I mean, what, how does that work? Well, it isn't tanking for them. For them, I think it's that they want. I. It might have been tanking for Tomage. But I think for Carla, they just felt it was they, not giving full effort. What is that if it's not tanking? Nephew, you shouldn't show up in. What is the why I don't understand? Why shouldn't they show up for their money? They own the spot to be there. People come to work sick all the time, and when they get a sick, day, you pay them their whole full pay. I don't understand it. Like so, I don't understand how we're gonna make an issue for the second round and for the first round. But when people pull out in. Like um, Kokinakas pulled out in the second round. He didn't show up for his second round match, but he gets that money though. He didn't give his full effort. He didn't. He showed up at a major. No, he wasn't fit. He had to have known that. Should we take away um, Djokovic's money because he was complaining about his shoulder all the way to the U.S. Open? Should he showed up? And yeah, we're gonna give Murray a spot in the, in the single round. And that motherfucker still wearing a sports bra. So I don't understand you people. You people again. You got to do the you people. Pablo says that the umpire watches the match on that's tape with other officials, yeah. and that's all fine and well. But what is the criteria? I don't do care. Know, do know any criteria fucking, for exactly, and that's the issue. What you know, we have this. No, we wait, have so this have effort. Tape. What? So, so that's what. So wait. Let me see if I get this right. You got two umpires and two players watching a match for whether the players giving their full effort. But y'all can't spot coaching violations. <laughs> right. Can't with this shit. It's just so These stupid. players need it's to so get stupid. together and get a union. I'll get a good goddamn lawyer who's not willing to who's gonna flash on whatever kids in me. Y'all are crazy. There's no way somebody's gonna fuck up my money like that. <laughs> I will go <laughs> Y'all wasting four people's time. Four people's fucking time. So <laughs> players uncle moving quick enough. Uh doing this well enough for the kids to be. But y'all inspiring when the coach already giving rap a signal? Uh giving some other player a signal? Or <laughs> uh, literally, uh, literally when the players having a full uh, conversation <laughs> with their boss. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, okay, let's go on. Let's move on though. There have been some there were some nice breakthrough runs this year on the US. There were. Um, I think um I was sad to see Mofis go down, but I thought he had a nice he had a nice chance to get to the semis. Oh, perfect he him and he was sexy, and that was I mean, he was very good. Just against Andahar. I saw him live. That was the most controlled I've ever seen Monfils. And so when I saw that and I saw Berrettini, I was like, I think he's got a shot. No, no, no. Uh, that was the most controlled you've no, seen Monfils for a whole match. Yes, the entire match. He played better match. in 2014. He played a controlled match for two sets and a half. I know. 
and then he just lost his way. <laughs> <laughs> but so I thought he had a chance of beating Berrettini. But I um I only caught pieces of that Bertini. match because I was out. Is that the best match of the the U.S. Open aside from this final, which I guess is going to now be because it was mm. long? Um, I think for the while people were saying it was. It was a great match. Was a I watched match. it. It was fun, but Gail should have won. Well, yeah, Gail should have won. Gail should not have been it. <laughs> <No. laughs> should he have won in straights? He should have won the second set. He should have won the first and the second set. Mm. Okay. It was just messy up. in the second but set. But you know what? It was like he was focusing and he got out of the zone. You know, you, you can tell when he's just like, oh, what am I doing here again? Yeah. Barantini was fun to watch, though. I enjoyed him this tournament. It was, it was nice to see some different people, you know, making a real genuine push towards the end of a tournament that looked like they actually had a shot to win. That's true, Pablo. I agree. If rapper, if, if, but if Dow had won, rapper, they get a second walkover and nobody wanted that. So I was kind of happy SpongeBob and Teeny won the match, honestly. Well, yeah, me too. Um, you know that someone asked Stan after he lost to Medvedev if he thought they thought that uh, Medvedev could win the tournament. His response was, "He can, but he won't." <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sad, so done. <laughs> sad I hate when Stan is right. I hate mm-hmm. whenever Stan, Stan is right. Is- never a good thing. Never a good thing in my book. Stan knew. Stan knew. Stan knows what it takes to go up against Rafa. Uh-huh. You, can't, you can't just show up with Rafa with spindly legs. Um, you got to have your spinach. Um, so I think it was. Um, so that was really nice. Those some nice, surprising little runs. I mean, I feel like the people who they tell us are going to be the big stars turned out to not be the big stars. Right. So, here comes Medvedev. Here comes Berrettini. <laughs> I know Stefano. <laughs> oh my God, he crashed and burned, didn't he? I don't know. It was, you know what? Overall, it was not a um. Great done tournament, the Australian but... Open, really? Stefano's done anything the Australian Open? No, he beat Federer and then that crashed for the year. Oh my God, that match broke him. That rapper, I tell you, rapper's on here breaking these young bodies. Stefanos has not been the same. Look at look at both. I mean, I pray for I pray for Medvedev. Listen, if Medvedev can be, I think Medvedev is going to have a fine fall because you know what? I think. Listen, he was struggling the whole tournament with whatever (laughs) thigh issue he had. He's tired. He's tired, and I think you know what? I think take a nice little break and then come back around for the fall, baby. Make that big (laughs) fall run, and I think I think round one. I think he might actually even have a chance to make the World Tour Finals. I think he's in a good position to do so. Yeah, he's number five in the world. Gonna be, if he had won, I think he'd be number Yeah, four. yeah. So I think he's fine. I mean, he's probably his position is probably... Yeah, I think he's qualified. Well, well, maybe after this run, he will be. So he's in a good position. He can sort of chill out a little bit and you know rest and then regroup. I saw a rumor that Serena is trying to go uh, abroad in the fall. That doesn't happen. She said she's not taking it. She didn't show up. So she's not going to take the Australian Open quality. She's not going to show up in the Australian. The Australian Open is going to be like, she's a former champion. Here is a wild card. Yep. Probably. Probably. And then all this talk which I think is unfair because I actually think she does need some match play. And she should probably quit Collies just to get herself in that space. So she'll yep. be in the first round. <laughs> I mean, Donga and Kohlschreiber are playing in a qualifying tournament right now. Do it. Do it. 
You know, don't well, be too humble. Murray, too. So, check. you know, maybe... Serena ain't playing Auckland. I thought they canceled her. No, <laughs> no, no. She said she better to try. After how they treated Serena and Venus in Auckland, they ain't showing up there for shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, I don't know who this Kava Joe or Kava Go is in the chat says they should refuse wild cards meaning to Maria until she stops screeching. Listen, I ain't seen you talk all the time. Do you know how fucking noisy that match was today? Get that shit out of here. Rafa's the biggest squealer around. He's good. He gets really into it. He really does. Maria um, can get into a college. I mean, someone would take off for sure. She was in Harvard. She went there. You listen oh to my her. God. And meanwhile, I mean, if she gets... Y'all, I'm tired. Yes, we'll call it down. <laughs> She didn't get into Harvard. She was taking some workshop at Harvard. People be on Listen, you take what you can get. You can't be mad. <laughs> Real so bad. Oh anyway, so let's end on let's end up let's end on a very positive note. I think we've all um we all believe that Serena Well the US Open is over and that's positive. That's very, very positive. Um we can end positively on the fashion. Um I was positively oh. unimpressed by all the fashion. It all sucked. <laughs> Naomi had on a stupid mini superhero cape that was just horrible. She had on she had on gill. That was a fish mm -hmm. tail, a fish paint or something. But this may be the unpopular opinion. Mm -hmm. I liked Serena's cat suit. I thought that was bad ass. Mm -hmm. that's a, I think that's the only thing I liked. I didn't really like it. I don't know what the fuck Nike was doing. I thought that the knot that the women were wearing in the back of their shirt was by design but now I'm questioning that because apparently there were some players that didn't have it. So like get your fucking shit together and make stuff that fits. Um, I don't know what the hell that Lacoste kit was that Medvedev's wearing. That weird <laughs> yellow strip. Like, I don't know. And then, but like, he looked clean and he looked simple. He looked stupid. <laughs> I hate it. Um, Grigor looked like he stepped straight out of the 80s. Um, that jacket that Serena was wearing over her stuff, straight out of the 80s. Like the jacket that Serena was wearing in press conferences looked you, like Yvette. it looked like something that I actually searched for at the Salvation Army and Goodwills to go to an 80s party. I'm not even kidding. I'm it, it, it was so I don't I don't understand. Coco's dress was cute. Um I, the cut was good. Yes, we know. But the cut was nice. Um, Adidas could have been so good. Those women's dresses, um, and I think some people wore shorts, like the gray with the bright colors. The idea was good. The fit was poor. Like, what is going on? Why can't it can't be difficult to dress an athletic body? It can't be. Do better. Yes, thank you. Um, lovely drama girl is saying that Nike harassed all the female designers so they're mostly left. Wow. Me too. Hashtag me too. Well, I mean, I you know what? I'm amazed. I feel like I'm I'm curious. It's like when you work when you see some designers and they have to design for like normal people's body, they, they completely lose their minds. Maybe an athlete's body is not ideal for them either. Like I would have thought it would be because it's got the right musculature, it's a healthy body, but they don't seem to do it right. Nobody's ever dressed slow and well. They completely forget the fact that she's... I think that might be just Sloan. No, I mean, I don't know. Maybe she has a certain taste, but she's high-waisted. They give her things that don't work she for her said, body. Listen to me. I have asked, it has been asked specifically <laughs> about the input, and she's just like, yes, I have an That's input. Right. <clears throat> I don't put anything on my body unless I agree to it. Yeah, which is just so weird because, I mean... Mm. 
that means that you think you look good and you don't. Well, you know, sometimes people. But I think also, what, 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 what issue with with athletic wear? I do know that you're going to have issue. I think most designers are working with quote unquote a non-functional fabric at times, mm. and that might be the issue when you're working with athletic fabric. No, it's just a look. No, because the athletic, it's not just mm -mm. a look you're trying to achieve. It must be functional, and they're of probably. Course. But how many functional, good-looking kids have we seen in the past? They exist. They exist. No. You know what I think they have to do, though? I think they also have to do a lot better job in giving players. They've got to do a little bit better with some distinctive styles. We I should never. Nike, I know Nike doesn't care. But, man, why am I seeing people in the same kit? Like, right. We should never have two players wearing because, the same thing. Let me thing. tell you something. Because these players, these players just jump and see Nike offering them some dollars. They rush to it <laughs> because that's in it live contract. I mean, Maria and Serena never look the same. Maria never look right. But I mean, I mean, obviously they're probably they're the stars, but I feel like they could do a couple second and third tier outfits so that different like maybe you know if you're top twenty you're getting something if you're top fifty something like yeah because like sometimes I'm like why am I why are you in the same kit ladies so bad it just looks weird you know I mean you want them to shake it up and the guys for sure I mean you look over and you see Medvedev in that shirt we're the other color well I like the way. Under Armour dress Sloan. Um, uh, Under Armour dress Sloan well enough, I think. I but like, I, still, yeah. I still think they don't dress her body. I kind of like what Naomi was going for with the color scheme because it was like the cheerleader the outfit was from great. last time. But I didn't love that weird thing that was flapping around in the back. She looked like a, mer looked like a mermaid. Zenobia, um, it is a mass produced because most of these things are not available to the public, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's what's weird. So it's like it's just theirs. <laughs> oh, those, the, those ones are though the stupid ones that nobody wants. Those you can buy, but you can't always get Serena's or Maria's or whatever. But that stupid shit that they were tying, I guarantee you can go buy that. I don't know who the people lawyers are, but I'm just in the same place. If y'all shopping and meeting and like you just say, hey, down the chosen off and sign here, and yeah, I just going here looking like a guy that fool. Tournament after tournament after tournament. Y'all, I mean. I guess money is nice, but guess what? We're going to drag y'all from here to the chipping circuit every single time. We're going to take y'all to the mat. Y'all looking like a hot guy on mat. <laughs> and it's not cute. The picture's not cute. I mean, no one, you're not memorable. And I'm sorry, I'm with Yvette. I don't like the cat suit. I don't. Oh, I didn't like it. It didn't look good. I mean, I got a lot of time. I, I get mean, the idea, but, you know. Serena in years gone by has been cute, but pretty lately, she's this ballet dress. I just think totally he says I, I like the cat suit as an idea, but I didn't think the fit of it worked. And it looked like it was constantly riding up for her. Well, and it, it just she's it, got her her thighs rubbed, so it's going to no. But I mean, that's fine. But I think you can design a better. It just felt like it was a weird like proportion so it made her look like her dump tummy was bigger than it was well you know what that's, I, I, I wanted to bring that up can we talk about that for a second what this is just something that i have noticed over the years and when i saw serena in the cat suit i saw i thought the same thing as you like her stomach looks bigger it has been my experience. Um, I feel like oftentimes people of color, they can have washboard abs, but they seem to go 
out more than they go in. I don't know what it is, but a lot, a lot of the men and the women, you look at um, pictures of say Francis TFO, who has an amazing physique. Mm-hmm. Um, he has rock hard 20,000 pack abs and then you put him next to say someone um who who is a bad video <laughs> no because he doesn't have a good body no i'm being serious like somebody who we know has a nice set of abs but um someone like Grigor Grigor has nice abs doesn't he i think he does he does generally. i think he does um but his stomach i don't it doesn't protrude it seems like people of color their abs just naturally poke out and it has nothing to do with the fat content of the body sloan stevens stomach all often looks like especially since nike has been dressing her that she's got a big gut she doesn't have a fucking gut serena does not have a gut but i think there's some kind i really feel like there is some kind of genetic thing because i I only know i don't think no 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 i don't nope I only notice it in black people. I'm I'm being 100% serious. I think what you're noticing is poor design. (laughs) No, I'm talking about men with no shirts on. It's poor design. It's poor design. No, she's talking about poor. She's talking about people. I'm talking about body type. I'm not talking about. No, no, no. I have have seen that ab look on tons of other people. White, black, Asian, whatever. But I think, but I do think that they have failed. To dress the bodies accordingly, so it like this is the thing because Serena has a very small waist. You've seen her in person; you know that's the case. The way that suit fit, it didn't work. I think it needed a band, and I think it just it and maybe the material needed to be different as well. But I think it was very effective. She probably should have worn it in the daytime. <laughs> maybe should have brought it out for the final. Um, and then Sloane, you know, I think Sloane again is like, I think it's just she has a high waist and they, they design poorly for her. She don't have a high waist, she thinks she has a high waist. No, I'm no, like, I think she's, um, I mean, I think she has a, she has a short um torso. Um, uh, she has a shorter torso than they than they tend to fit her for. Girl, wear some pants on the top. <laughs> oh my God. I like Coco's dress. I know, I think it's mixed, mixed things on it, but I thought the idea was very clever and cute. Because uh, everybody looks good in an A line. I don't care what your body type is. Yeah, that's true. And also, the, it's a tennis. It's tennis courts. And I saw some Angie shared a picture on Twitter of what the dress looks like. Like normally, like that looks like a very cute dress that you can wear out in the world. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet looking. So that was a cute design, but I don't think that many people wore it. New people Balance. Don't wait. It's a tennis tournament. Okay. Well, <clears throat> New Balance doesn't dress wide. very many people. Period. Yeah, they have a few, but New Balance is eking out. That's another thing, by the way. You no longer have a Nike shop. I mean, I mean, I don't know how many times Nike's letting us know that they don't care about tennis, but Nike no longer brings clothing to the U.S. Open. I think that was years ago they pulled out of actually having stands at the U.S. Open. So now it's just Adidas, Under Armour, I think, and maybe New Balance. Uniqlo had a shop there. Oh, they didn't get. They no, didn't no, get they, they don't have a shop there. No, Uniqlo don't um, sell shit. Adidas, Adidas has just no. I thought <laughs> Uniqlo had one when um no 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 they when just have Novak was there. No, they've never, they've never, even when Novak was it, they've never had it. So you've never really had access to. And I don't think this year there was any Lacoste as well. So it's actually it's so funny. But you go to the tournaments, you don't see that stuff anymore. I wonder if part of that is because you know Nike has that big store right downtown Manhattan. Uniqlo has one too. So I wonder if. Um, so, does so does Adidas. 
but they I just make, wonder if they're like, we sure want you in our store. Brand. Like come to our store, you know, people have all kinds of crazy marketing ideas that they think will be great. Mm -hmm. Um, You never know, but it could be like, yeah, we're not going to bring it to you. You come to us. Um, maybe the people go to the tournament, see it's expensive and it's cheaper in the store. Maybe. That might be I a mean, thing. That, that Nike store in Manhattan is massive. It's massive. It's several floors. People are not um, necessarily going to break and mortar store anymore. Those stores are just for tourists. Local Maybe. people know to go it online. And yeah, buy it. go buy it online, right? I don't know. Anyway, well, folks, so we done. I think pretty much we might have a podcast next week. Maybe not. I don't care. I don't care enough about. Whoa. Tennis. Okay. Well, you know what's about Janine? It's gonna be future time tennis, and you're not interested in future no! tennis. It's not that I'm not interested. I just I'm I'm old. I can't watch it like I used to. I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna take a break to recover from the U.S. Open, like we had to recover from fucking Wimbledon, um, except for the Rafa fans who are many and should enjoy their Ooh. guy getting to nineteen. I mean, if it ever this U.S. Open should be remembered as hashtag so winners. What winners? So, so winners. So they've won and they're just gonna be insufferable. No, they're not. Listen, I, I, my timeline is wonderful. I don't even notice Rafa won on it. There's like a couple things on it, and that's it. Because nobody I'm cares. Because honestly, what we wanted was a new winner. And when you saw all these nice. guys come through, nice. you saw Federer nice. drop early. You saw Novak drop early. Um, you saw, you know, Rafa look vulnerable at times. So you thought maybe somebody might get him. We got excited about what could have been, and it didn't happen. So nobody's talking about it. Nobody. No, I fucking hate it though, because Rafa's like he's got many slams in him. Motherfucker, have you seen what's been happening with slams? I'm like, don't don't count on the fact that he's gonna right. get to another final. You can't take right. anything for granted. People are always saying that. People thought Delpo was gonna have a bunch. You have time. You're young, bitch. Yeah. Please retire, and then they might. I might walk around next week and not get it. So, I mean, I wouldn't take these. People are always saying that to these guys. And I, I hope, I, I think what I like about it is Medvedev played like he didn't know if he was going to get to another one, which I thought was great because you really don't know. Really? Um, I don't. thought he played like he plays all the time, which is what I like the best. No, I mean, I think he, the, I think the turnaround midway through and him, dis, you know, like, cause listen, he was, he was down two sets. Mm -hmm. What do, what do we know happens to people when they're down two sets to Rafa? Head hangs, it's over. Right, you go away, you know. Fuck, <laughs> fuck it's done. But yeah, he really knew it too. But no, he, yeah, no. We thought, right? We were like, let's start taping. But he really turned that around. And I want so most of all, I want him to be the villain that New York made him out to be. They liked him in the end. They liked him in the end. Although I think fresh meat. I think that actually doused his flame. They should have they should have booed him or <laughs> given him some hate juice. <laughs> but, it was uh, very interesting that the crowd was supporting him against Rafa. Holy Rafa. But hey, whatever. That's for another day. I think I think I think they like you know what I think they grew to like him in the match. And also maybe it was going too quickly. So they wanted him to fight back in the third set. But because they seemed to fully change into Rafa's, you know championing Rafa at the very end. But I will say it is very clear that the US US Open cloud is ready to cheer for anyone except Novak Djokovic. So <laughs> and it ain't Federer's fault. It's not Federer's fault. Just Russian in the final. <laughs> I mean, so you know we started with from Russia with love for Svetlana, but one of Svetlana's children did it instead. So we didn't get Oh shout out to um three Nabadi double. Yes. 
at underscore Mr. C, I think it is. I don't mm-hmm. know how to pronounce Mrs. E. E. Um, it was wonderful, and this motherfucker does not skip leg day, but <laughs> Babatini, get it together. I know. I told you. I saw this guy walking up towards me in these fabulous shorts and wonderful legs. I was like, who's this? <laughs> and he had a he had a wonderful smile and was so pleasant. And so we sat and watched like maybe ten minutes of uh, a part of the seri- um the Benchich yeah the Benchich disaster the Benchich <laughs> Bianca disaster. <laughs> um. So um. Yeah. You know what? The U.S. Open. Uh, Broadway was better. Something you can really cheer for. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna just give a little shout out. If anyone makes their way to New York at any point in time in the next six months or so, I highly recommend "Ain't Too Proud: The Story of the Temptations." Very good. I liked it so much. I went to see it twice. Oh wow! <laughs> and you liked it so much, you didn't even invite me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It was, it was you know, this bitch is on a budget anyway. That's not, I, she did offer she did offer me. To, I did offer. To, to, yeah. I did offer. I did. But no, I mean it was lovely. It's it's a lovely show. Hundred I mean, all black people, but singing and dancing, oh my god, amazing. So I have zero regrets, okay? Zero regrets. I turned in my men's semifinals ticket and bought a ticket for that show, and I have zero regrets. <laughs> Well, good. <laughs> so no. So that's just my plug. You know, make sure when you come to the U.S. Open, please see other things besides tennis. I know that sounds wacky, people, but it's like I love Broadway. God, it's so good. Anywho, um, it saved the U.S. Open as well from some of those shitty matches. Um, but uh, it's been fun. It's been real. Yes, Jessica at Jessica Forstein. So we're moving on from Osaka winning 20 slams to Andres winning 20 slams already. Yeah. I'm telling you, girl. It's, yeah. <laughs> they're, listen, they're so, tennis they're so, journalism is so unimaginative so and they don't even read the team. Why properly. are they so desperate? Let these girls be. You know what? Bianca could turn out to be what's that last one who won the Roland Garros and never did anything but Eva Maioli. No, but hit double fault. She's still playing. Ostapenko. There are so many. She could be our next Ostapenko and it would be fine. She could just, you know, she wins the slam and then she just ends up being a regular on the a tour. crazy person. <laughs> I'm here for it. Because she kind of fits the bill already. Exactly. And then her mom is going to come with new wigs. You know? I love the people that just randomly showed up in my timeline because I I tweeted and I didn't think it was negative. I just said that, you know, this was the first time and it wasn't the final. I don't remember when it was that I'd given an, um, an Andreescu match my full attention and then I didn't really care for her. Um, she's she's a little bit of a sly player. Yeah. And my oh. God, did I wake up with some shit? And honey, honey. You know, here's the thing. Andreescu has fans. From from ever from like all of Canada, but what I do want to say um, to the haters who said who asked you, I mean people ask me all the time. And it's hard timeline. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And anyway, no one needed to ask. That week spoke with that week had it all. No. Anyway, Andrina, you going to Labor Cup? Would you be in Geneva? For the Labor Cup. Yes, the next my next tennis outing will be the Labor Cup. Um, 
This bitch. <laughs> that is she don't it. Us with her. I mean, I listen. You know how I. Do. I have a passport, a real one. <laughs> so it should be fun. I mean, um, I think, um, I think my goal is to. Is Rafa invited? Is he playing? Yeah, Rafa's yes. fine. Rafa's fine. Listen, Federer is fine. like that wasn't fun. That was great. Federer is like, Federer is like, listen, you win Slam titles, you raise the bar for the for Labor Cup, and you're expected to be there. People are gonna want to see him. You know. I guess that's true. Yeah. The tickets, the money. I really enjoy Rafa at Labor Cup. Labor Cup is not in Chicago. <laughs> but. but- Oh my oh, God! Like, I can't wait no. for the conflict. Yeah, Labor. I know Labor Cup is actually in Geneva, which is the reason why I'm actually going. Is because I thought it would be a great opportunity to see. Fed. Listen, I know people don't like to hear me say it, but I really believe that these last couple of years are Fed's last on tour. So yeah. any any chance I get, I really want to see him do interesting things. I'm not going to go to South Africa, obviously, but I thought the idea of seeing him play Labor Cup in Switzerland in his home country it's gonna be amazing it's going to be really amazing and so i wanted to make it happen <laughs> for where trevor noah <laughs> oh, africa. south africa would be fun so that's i i, I, I want to see where i don't have to see rafa <laughs> i want an obscured view i mean I like which when they change stuff. it's a phenomenon <laughs> so i don't know if you're going to be able to avoid that I kid, I kid, go. You know, Rafa stands in my timeline. Yeah, I'll be all right. Do you know what? I thought I'd be super salty that Rafa got 19. But you know what's, you know what? I don't give a fuck. You know why, really? I don't either. But you know what's the pleasant surprise about this? Now everybody's like, but, but, but. And I'm like, guess what? You got big three people. It's a big three world. Novak's coming for it. Nobody's going to be quietly, you know, Rafa's going to sit at 19 for what, two weeks maybe? So, um, you know, this is how this is going to roll out. We're just going to enjoy it all. Um, but um, I just wish, wish that Medvedev had done it, though, because I think Rafa's going to I do because I'm ready for a new winner. But I, 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 decade. I, and I don't, I don't yeah. want it to be destroyed. I don't want it to be one of those where he never gets up to the mountain again. Because, you know, the big three has destroyed a ton of careers. So I ton. hope. Yep. I hope I can four. I know. <laughs> a generation and a half. Yeah. I know. Just talk to Kay. <laughs> but um but, no. but I but but I think they're better because I don't I don't think the big three is gonna stay around forever. I think they're well they can't stay around forever, but god damn, they really ain't leaving fast enough. Let's just put it out there. I'm over it. Listen, I don't hide the fact that I'm a Federer fan. I you know, I love it. But, but Federer is the leakiest one. You can get listen, it, well, even Serena, like yep, they're leaky. <laughs> Serena don't show up in the final, okay? But, one of those little girls. That's not my point. My point win. is that's you can never, point. ever, ever take away what they've done and you enjoyed it the whole way. So stop freaking the fuck out when they lose and move the fuck on. You know, love the sport more than you love the player and you will get so much more joy out of all oh, this. Oh, fuck that shit. I gave up my semifinals ticket when Federer wasn't in it. I didn't love the sport. That's fine if that's your interest, but, you know. But if Serena hadn't gotten to the finals, the semifinals, they would have given up those tickets too. No, actually, you know what? I don't. This is so this is so sad. It's just because it's we all have vaginas. But I really support the women's matches. So I see anyone who's in the women's semis. But the men's side, if it's not somebody I really like, it's a long match. It is. <laughs> so I've seen every semifinal for the last couple of years on the women's side, and it really doesn't matter if Serena is there or not, but it's just so happens. She's always been there. Yeah. Um, but um, she's money in the bank. You know, do you know that Serena has that is. 
the last time Serena has not been in the semifinals if she shows up at the US Open was 2007. Yeah, she got to the quarterfinals. Yeah, so I've seen her in. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, you know who's not fucking. It's been the semis are better. Federer, if I need to see Federer, I need to pay for like a quarters match or some shit or the fourth round. Girl, you better get him all in the second round, girl. <laughs> I can't. Those matches are insignificant. <laughs> Tommy Robredo, girl. Tommy Robredo is still on tour. I know. Oh I know. But you know what it is? If it was a different generation, but I think it's like Janina said, to be honest, if Rafa had not made the men's semis, I would have gone. Because that would have meant that it was all four new people. Right. And I would have been like, let's go. Let's go. Let's see what you have to offer, you know? But knowing that Rafa, it was going to be Rafa and Berrettini, I was like, oh, that's not going. The Nobel Serena would be fine. I think, you know, she would be wonderful. I think, you know. Serena, I'm going to put her to bed with the Russian funeral tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, fans, thank you all for joining us. I see there's some new people. Thank you for supporting us. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, to like us on what's that? Podbean and please subscribe on iTunes. (laughs) And leave a comment, people. Leave comments. I enjoy comments. Fantastic. It was great. Good night, good night, good night, people. And did someone congratulate Rafa? Because I know I'm not. No, we're just playing the Russian funeral march. Okay. You see, Medvedev, if you had one, I would have played the Overture to 1812. <laughs> you missed out on some amazing tripod. Later, folks. Aww.